You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. You're listening to the Josh Adams Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Yes, yes, After Dark. I'm a different guy right now. tapped into that shit we all came with something different like nigga like I said like you said I legitimately came over here and, cre- and got a whole new skill set fucking around with the COVID but look we live this is Josh Adams podcast it is uh, October the 2nd uh, this is the first podcast uh, Is it? it's been fall right it is uh, not necessary I don't think it's no it's fall it is fall but the, the time has not changed not yet. That's not till the November. This has changed, yeah. oh, but not so the time. I just didn't know if this was the first one of the fall. But we in here full effect. First podcast of October. Um, I'm in here. Uh, I got Corey Frazier. I got my best friend in the building. What up? What up? Everybody good so far? <laughs> Everyone's great. She's talking gangster, but she got she's uh, prim and proper, as they say. You know, I look cute today, so she, I have to yeah, act like a lady. Like she's my braids is gone. Slayed. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, Ness? Um, I want to get my guest in real quick. Uh, funny comedian. Uh, entrepreneur, mother, author, uh, producer of documentaries, um, doing all her things. She got a special on Amazon Prime that she was on one of the big dogs on. My home girl, real good friend of mine, T Bar. What's up, mama? What up, though? What up, though? Josh Adams, thank you, and I appreciate that gracious uh, introduction. I got love for you, T Bar. Me and T Bar go way, way back. First of all, she came through. She brought a nigga. I thought this was some type of weird weed, the Zaza's that niggas is smoking on. <laughs> I thought this was the Zaza's. Let me see if I can tap into that. It's not. It's sage. Uh-huh. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you know what? What's so? Uh, I don't want to say what's so funny. What's so? What I love about Josh is that when what? I first got started in the game, right? I, you know, I got to tell a story. I love to tell, tell a story. You know, how everybody got their favorite story of people they got to tell everybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I met Josh, right? Heather J had brought me through this kind of invited me to do shout out to Heather J Heather was on the last show yep. yeah, shout yeah. out to Heather had invited me to do Crazy this open mic okay. I go to do the open mic right and so it be so many new comedians when I was new I didn't understand the concept now I understand <laughs> So she introduced me to everybody. She said, yo, this is Josh Adams. Woo, woo, woo. I had seen Josh at a show with the girl who introduced me to comedy, which is Monique King. Shout out to Monique Shout King, to Mo. who mm-hmm. I used to work with. We was adult protective service workers. So Josh like not paying adult a lick. Of, like he on the phone like, okay, yeah, okay. All right, that's good. Do, 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 do. Okay, let me go on outside. I ain't got time for this. I done heard this story a thousand times. I'm gone, whatever. So I'm like, damn, you know. So then, so then fast forward some months later, I just keep popping up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going nowhere. She like, was around, for Every sure. time you turn around, I'm at Baker. Every time you turn around, I'm somewhere where they at. And one day, I did good at the show. Because, you know, when you a new comedian, they you really be you thinking serious, you doing yeah. good, but you don't be doing good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you be trying to find your way. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I, I got to stick it to him Because I get a little chuckles. This one day, I just go crazy. Josh gave me the pep talk of a lifetime and it kept me going it really did because I was at a point where when you're doing comedy and you in the public eye 
Sometimes you do real good. Sometimes and Detroit is a tough ass place to do it comedy. The hardest place to do comedy in the world. Oh my real god, talk. in the whole world, like fuck Iraq. Just come to Detroit, get on the stage, and, and watch this how <laughs> shit go down. So it was like that, and he gave me this pep talk, like, "Yo, you gotta keep doing." And I was like, "I never forget that." Because it was so much respect because he was so funny to me. And at first, I was like, I got to earn. You know, it's some people, you come into the game, you just want to earn their respect. I didn't know yes. I was one of them niggas. Cause, you, you was know one of them niggas. You, are. you Kool-Aid, and I'm trying to think. Who, it might have been just you and Kool-Aid because everybody else was being fake about it. But like, just the funny part about it, T, like, and I mean, I, we always talk comedy, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm a comedian. Comedians come and go. So many niggas think they can do what the fuck we do. So it'd be like, you know, all right, you do comedy, bet it up, whatever, whatever. And it's like, shit, nigga, I done sacrificed so much to do this. You ain't just finna come because you seen Kevin Hart doing it and not comedy cool that you want to do that shit. So, uh, you know, it ain't that me trying to hold people. It just be like, nigga, I put a lot online. I slept in vans. I done did shows for whatever. You know what I'm saying? For niggas that, you know what I'm saying? I done did shows without microphones. So it's like niggas come and want to just be famous. And mm-hmm. comedy is their way to do it. Like, I'm doing comedy this week. So it don't be nothing personal. It be more like, all right, here comes somebody else. But T-Barb literally came through and was like one of the funniest new. Because it wasn't a lot of female comedians doing comedy. And if they was, they wasn't that funny. And T came. And I remember it was me. It's funny you tell the story. It was me, Kool-Aid. I think Mike Larry and somebody else and y'all was doing this competition with uh, Carl, Carl King, King at the marina and everybody was betting on motherfuckers. Who ended up winning that? I won. And now you know why I know that? Because I bet on your ass. Because Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, I forgot who Kool-Aid betted on. I forgot. I think Probably he, Ronnie. He betted on Ronnie. Yeah. And I was like, nigga, T-Bar ain't no motherfucking joke for real. It seemed like T-Bar can get up there and talk for hours and just be entertaining because she had that joke about the old nigga, her son. And I was like, T-Bar gonna fuck around and win this bitch. And he bet on, I bet on you. A Kool-Aid bet on Ronnie and somebody bet on Melody Hearns. And it was just a bunch of bullshit in the game, but you end up winning. And we Kool-Aid... was really the top three, though. Yeah, so y'all all picked the, y'all all knew the stars. No, nah, but... but the nigga who won knew what the fuck he was oh, talking no, you about. Won, but you y'all, won. all y'all funny. All y'all funny. <laughs> but it was just, it was just something I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Because all y'all funny. All y'all funny. No, no question. But it was just like, nah, I think T gonna pull this bitch out tonight for some reason. And you pulled that bitch out. And I mean, yeah, it, it was just like I said, I just seen it on you and I was like, like, all right, she got a lot of confidence, which is important, but you had material, which at the end of the day, like that, that's like, that means the world when you have something to talk about and people, you know, a lot of people don't have shit to say, but can get up there and be confident and say a bunch of, oh, my pussy good. I already say, hate to say that, but a lot of times women come through and they be sexually driven material mm-hmm. and it'd be oh my pussy good and ranch dressing all my titties and woo 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 you know what I'm saying shit like that <laughs> ranch dressing comedians no, say a lot of wild got, shit we do got a comedian say she got ranch and I got love for you like Leola I got love for you but I'm just saying it's more it's other shit to talk about but um, like you said, Josh Adams podcast. We got T Barb in the building. We got my best friend. She got the curls on, man. So, so mm-hmm. she must got a hot day. She cute. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? She must got a little venture capitalist finna take her out <laughs> yes, to exactly. the culture or something so, like damn. that. Exactly. That sounds great. What's up with the curls? Why, why, why we doing it? Why we doing them today? Why we doing? Oh, them? my best, my other best friend outside of you. Um, no, you got to choose. No, no, look, you my. <laughs> you can't have <laughs> that <laughs> nigga. I'm that nigga. You can't have no, that no, nigga. So one of my good friends I've known, we've known each other since high school. We have a business together. So outside of my government job and my Starbucks job, um, me and our friend did a nonprofit. Okay. It's called Good Company LLC. 501C3. We throw parties. 
three times a year, and every time we throw a party, the portion of the proceeds go to a black nonprofit. Love so it. we've done this for almost seven years. Cool. This is our first year. We couldn't do anything. COVID. So during this, he decided that um, this will be the best time to get married. So tomorrow he gets married. Wait, time out, Aww. time out, time out. I hope that his fiance is not looking at this because you made it seem like he conveniently chose to get married. No, they were supposed COVID-19 to get married. They were supposed to get married earlier this year, happening. but you know, don't know do my nigga they, like that. You say they 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 pushed it up. <laughs> they pushed it. They pushed it. They they were supposed to get married in May, but then they pushed it back to September, and then they now pushed that it back. That nigga some extra time to be a hoe in these streets. No. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> that nigga was like, baby, baby shit. That nigga was like, baby shit lockdown. I can't really do it right now, so let's just hold on and see what's going to happen until after the COVID. Oh, maybe this, maybe but this guy. But I'm very proud of him. We know He's a doctor, uh, you know, so... Shout out to her. She's going to be a doctor's wife. That's a blessing. That's I mean, what's up. That's what's up. I'm just happy for my friends. So they get married tomorrow. Black love does matter. That's right. We got some wine if you want to fuck with it. We got a little. I know. They got some wine. $22.99 wine. So you I need know to that, have that was the play. I, mean, I can't stop saying the price. I'm sorry. I'm Ooh, a a special. Retired, right? This was special. Where'd y'all get this from? Uh, We got this from a uh, liquor store out in. Um, <laughs> Uh, Roseville. Okay. From Roseville. The East Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Premium East Side. I was out with my coworker and he was like, nigga, this is some good wine. And T was coming on the show and I'm like, you drink? And she was like, well, just some wine, get some red wine. And my nigga was like, this wine right here got a hint of cognac in it and they be fucking off this. And I was like, well, you know what? That's for me. You should have confirmed and seen if I had somebody to fuck first. Well, you gave somebody going to get lucky. Sure. Matter of fact, best friend, let me see that. Hand that here. It's French. <laughs> next, next time I'll grab a little more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it was going to be a fan favorite. I can't but, uh, you. We in here doing it. Like I said, it's October. Curls in her hair. We got the Barefoot CEO. Kari, tell us something good. Would you oh, like a man. little refreshment? Same old, same old, man. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Something good. It's October 2nd. Uh, let's see. The Your episode 100 is coming up, man. Kari, we on episode that. right now. I didn't know we were that far. This is 97. So 100 oh. is a milestone for most podcasts. Most podcasts, I think, only make it to seven episodes. Wow. wow. Well, look at us, nigga. We about to party at 100. We got to get you a birthday cake and everything. We got to do something for the 100. Shout out to Bree. Bree couldn't be here today. She got some shit popping off. But Bree, you know we love you. We're going to see miss you soon. Bree. For She's, 100, she'll definitely be in the fact. She said, let us see the bottle. Uh, and let me see. Oh, you looking at it on Instagram. I was going to do the thing here. If you want to see the whole studio and all these other beautiful human beings that's in here, go to a nigga uh, personal um, Insta- uh, Facebook. But this is a little Chateaubriand. I don't know what that mean. I, that ain't what it say. But it's some French shit. It's really good. And it's Chateau good. Everybody it fucking with good. it. We fucking Brion, with it. I don't know what Brion means, but Chateau is Tell your coworker. Brion means drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means drunk in French. It means mean drunk house. It means DUI in French. You know what I'm saying? DUI in French. Because it's 14%. No, no, no. Wow, I got to be careful. So, um, I mean that. Got my guest in here. And like I said, we got a book sitting up here. This your book, right? Is this your yeah, book? yeah, that's my book. So, um, I brought a copy of my book. Uh, I wrote a book. It's called Faith Over Fear: Tales mm-hmm. of a Retired Hood Rat. And uh, <laughs> shout out to all okay. the hood rats. Uh, yeah, retired hood rats, but relapse is a part of recovery. Not, not wait, time out. So, <laughs> what's the severance patch? When did, like? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> like, what is the uh, first off? Let's let's go into how did you self-diagnose yourself as a hood rat? Um, well, let me tell you. I, I'm gonna try and give you because I'm long winded. Josh already said that I'll oh, be yeah. on. I'll uh, be talking, park, but I'm. We, I'm gonna say the, this is like a sometimes a two three hour podcast. You got <laughs> you got a floor. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, the reason I use that moniker because 
especially now, like me being a person I am now. So if you didn't know me like growing up or before, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand. So my parents met fresh out of prison. Okay. Um, when they fresh met, out. Fresh out of prison, they met in a prison vocational program. They was mm-hmm. actually in a mechanics program, you know, anything to get yeah. out early, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Yes. So they doing what they got to do to be out of prison early. Uh, they didn't know each other. They started fucking. I was born. Boom. My daddy didn't think I was his. Mm-hmm. Boom. Then yeah. I came out looking just like him. Boom. Damn. I instantly had a daddy. This is before that DNA Maury shit. So, because I think if I would have been born now, we would have definitely been on Maury. But since it was back then. I think 88 is when uh, the DNA became available and 89 is I think when it became available massively nigga you knowledgeable as hell how you know that off the rip he's like actually an this family this we just had a family <laughs> whole get down with 23 and me where one of my cousins got uh, a pops that she didn't expect she had but continue damn I mean like for real you just had the knowledge I thought I knew a lot of shit you got the shit off <laughs> and then got actual years you ain't even say the 80 he like in 88 and then of May of 89 is when Dr. Yeah, Epstein came out with the okay we get I love you um but no, for real, like, so my parent, like, my dad was a drug dealer. <laughs> my mom, you know, based on her life, she had a lot of drug issues. She had a lot of mental health issues. Mm, okay. Um, so I was raised on Joy Road. So yeah, I yeah. fought okay, a lot. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Now, I'm, I went to Northwestern. So when people say Joy Road... It's different Most parts people of Joy Road. Exit nine. I'm not so from Exit you nine. You Exit nine, or you no, like no, no. Dexter Joy? Because no, no, that's no. A I'm whole from Joy in Wyoming, Joy in Alaska, Joy okay. across the tracks. I'm between Wyoming and Livernois. Not on the good side, so but you on like the McKenzie's other side. McKenzie's neighborhood. I went to McKenzie. So. I graduated oh. from McKenzie. Damn, Joy okay. go all the way over there. Yeah, huh? man. I didn't yeah. know it, it went that Joy go all the way to Claremont. Yeah. Claremont turned into Joy Road. I didn't yeah. know damn near McKenzie, wow. though. That so was basically, yeah. Joy pick up at like from Dexter all the way to Dearborn almost. Uh, I know. To Livonia. Because I used to live in Dearborn Heights. That's the okay. good part of Joy Road. Okay. Yeah, there and you go. I knew I made it when I moved on that side. So, for the, people, you know so for the people out of the city that's not where we at, that's where most of the people get murdered at. The area right there. <laughs> Joy Road is not the suburbs. It's where it really go down at. Shout out to KDZ. Um, I believe, uh, I believe, uh, T. Grizzly not too far. The Scuddy Zone is right over in that area. So that's where it goes down at. You want to just be careful when you're in that area. No matter what color you wear, if you're out at the wrong time, you might get popped. Please don't go to the gas station after about 7, 8 o'clock. Don't, it's just not for you. Don't be like, oh, it's a BP and a McDonald's over here. Nah, just take it's your ass off somewhere. Go ahead. Just starve Don't tell me. Not BP. Don't think you hit the whole lick. Like, nah, nigga, you might not make it out that bitch. So that's what T-Bar was over at. That's where you became, that's where you developed your all My hood rat skills at that time. And, um, you know, just started. I started smoking when I was 11. Um, I started drinking when I was 12. I okay, smoked when you said every smoking day. trees or... Smoking trees and cigarettes. Newports. Newport, so I started smoking Newports when I was 13. I smoked you. cigarettes from the time I was 13 to the time I got pregnant with my son. Then I quit, and then I started right back up again, and I've been, uh, I quit six years ago. Damn. Okay. So, go. I mean, so I think... Um, I mean, I had a lot of fights. I've been stabbed. I shot somebody. I mean, I had a, a really rough life growing up. Um, but I still was always goofy. I was always laughing. I mean, we had the couches on the porch. Remember Minister Society? We yeah. was doing it in real life. Uh, dating grown-ass niggas. I mean, all that. You know, fighting a lot. Like, I always used to fight. Like, I was known for fighting all the time. Like, either you gonna laugh or I'm gonna beat your ass. That's funny. Nine times out of ten, That's funny to see an 11-year-old like, I'm about to fuck you up. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> To put that cigarette like, keep talking shit, bitch. Hold on. Right I'm about to beat this bitch ass. Uh, no, for real, though. Because, I mean, I could remember 
We was so out cold that we jumped. Okay, so my homegirls jumped this girl and her mom and her grandma. And they got mad at me for not stopping their grandma. Out, I swear to God on my life. You got to slow yeah, down. Slow down. You said, so three generations of jump. Yep. A daughter. A daughter. A mother. A mother. And a grandmother. And a grandmother. All were jumped by your associates that you was say yeah. are friends. So the close yeah. associates. Yeah. Somebody had to say not to grandma at least. Like yeah. that was me, and then I almost got beat up by my friends for saying not to grandma. Not me, ma. They was like, I mean, nah, but wait, wait, wait. How old was grandma though? She was a grandma. Well, she was like one of them. See, they was from. There's a different. You know, there's a different age of grandmas now. I you so, are saying it so. This as is in the nineties. So this in the nineties. Uh, so grandma was in her seventies. No, no, no. She, she wasn't in her seventies. Nah. Like so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the daughter was our age. So mm-hmm. which was fourteen or fifteen. Okay. The mama was like maybe thirty one, thirty two, and the grandma was maybe like fifty something. She oh, okay. Sure. Yep, yep. So what happened was they that were talking shit, shit though. Better? They was talking stuff. Wow. And at the time, we felt like they couldn't even walk down on our side of the street. I mean, this is a true story. And remember them hard-ass jellies girls used to buy from the beauty supply? Yeah. So the girl had on the hard-ass jellies. The clear ones? Yeah, but they was orange clear, like the clearest orange. So my homegirl knocked her like, wow. And then the girl kicked her with the jellies. Then that's when she felt like everybody got to just start beating her ass. So her mama and her grandma ran up like hell no. So then my crew ran up. Not my baby. Yep. So I grabbed the grandma <laughs> and pulled her down but I felt like once she was on the ground they was stomping her. I felt like I, could, I just couldn't do it. Lord, and then no. I ended up getting like almost jumped. Like it was a big deal because they felt like we fighting, you fighting. But that's so, someone's grandma. Damn. This was Joy Road at that time. Someone. I mean, like, hey, this shout is... Out to shout out to Joy Rose. Shout out to Joy So That's this hilarious. is true. Your grandma don't even get a pass. <laughs> your grandma is, do not get a Joy pass. Joy Road is reasonable. Um, I've seen people smoke <laughs> with babies. I mean, it's just been a lot of stuff going on. So what happened was my back was up against the wall at the time. I was fighting a lot in my neighborhood all the time. And I had an opportunity to go to college. <laughs> okay. So I kind of lived a dual life. I was really good no, at school. Um, I went to, a like, a program at Cranbrook. A summertime program That's where, where I was, Papa Doc went If you watch 8 Mile yeah. That's what he said He went to Cranbrook And he had both his parents He went to a really good school Yeah exactly But Cranbrook was full of drugs Did Yeah it was know? a lot of drugs I was I was linking the drugs. drugs up there But I don't want to talk about Damn. that Because I might want to be philanthropist There one day So uh, <laughs> <laughs> No for real So and then I got a chance To go to college And uh, what happened was Cranbrook paid for uh, For some t- uh, dorm fees And up. so I wasn't sure If I was going but at the time, it was like, it got to a point where it's like, everywhere I went, I had to fight. Like, I was in my prom dress, and they pulled up on me, and the truck tried to jump me. I mean, it was crazy. Well, you shouldn't have jumped at grandma. Like, they no, they wasn't even that, that was so, another, that was what another was group. Your, uh, what was your date's response to... Uh... I was I was a thug. I ain't had no date. I was dating a grown nigga. You can't bring a 40-year-old nigga to the prom. That's true. Interesting. The nigga was like, baby girl, have a good time. I'll see you later. <laughs> Here goes some money. You know that kind of Get thing. Get you some cigarettes. Yep, let me rent Get you a car. Get you some cigarettes. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to be smoking cigarettes at the prom if you was 11 smoking them, bitch. <laughs> no. All right, then, daddy. No, Josh, she was, right, she was on to weed. She, no I was smoking weed and cigarettes. Oh, okay. I definitely was smoking uh, weed she and cigarettes. She said I was dating a grown nigga. So what was a grown nigga to you in, in, in prom during Prime. R. Kelly. <laughs> Niggas be talking about R. Kelly this. I know a lot of real R. Kelly's in real life. Like, And he then when you in that life. world, see, that's why I get mad at people. Because when you in that world, you get blamed. But you really the kid that don't really know. Yeah, man. Kids don't you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm to some extent, because the story is, I can't, never. it's like but so intricate. But that's why it's a book. 
Well, yeah, this is this like a book talk about some of that stuff. And then I'm going to college. So two weeks before college started, uh, I told my parents I was going to go. They was like, what? Whatever. And then um, I ended up getting a ride to Memphis. I caught a bus to New Orleans. I was by myself. I was the only person there what by school? myself. Diller University. Okay. I'm a proud graduate of HBCU. Oh, hell University. yeah. That's what's up. And um, in New Orleans. Did you beat a lot of ass in, in At Diller? Mm-hmm. I was on academic probation one time, but okay. I didn't... Um, that was like we got jumped Around off campus what? and brought it to campus. It was like, that's a whole other story. New Orleans is... Uh, they don't play that. Let me say this. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities. Oh, mine too. In the world. Absolutely. So, shout I out to you. I love New Orleans. It's an interesting city because of the culture and the way that it, it grows. But was you there around No Limit Time? That's why I went there. Wow. So, if I ever met Master P, I'd probably Hilarious. start crying off the rip. Shout out to Master P. He got his own cereal, Hootie Hoos. Hootie Hoos. And he got noodles. Hootie Hoos. You ain't heard of them bitches? But no, I didn't realize I mean, Master P was he so, like, Hootie he needs Hoos. to be honored more. He does. He's coming. Actor, athlete. Okay, wait, wait. When you say Father. actor, he put out movies. But he acted in where a car. He, was, he acted where he in a, was, It might not be an Oscar-worthy. Don't do that, He was Carl. delivering a script. No, 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 no. Don't do that. It was not Oscar-worthy. He was delivering a script. It was script. like on T... Was that what, Centric TV? Those are what his acting skills were. Don't, don't do, do that. that don't he do was that. delivering a script. Because no. Spike Lee, they say he ain't shit none of his movies either, No, nigga. Spike Lee delivers some of those roles where it's like <laughs> Shorty... Is way better. Nah. I'm about it may be one of the most. I can't even believe I sat through that goddamn movie. Don't play. But I have. But you still got to honor him. I mean, you he's very. Oh, no, 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 no. As, a, as yeah. an entrepreneur yeah. and, and what he did with the game. He wasn't the best yeah. basketball player Play, in the NBA, but, but, but he, he made, made it to the it. NBA, nigga. Yeah, I would have signed him too. Shit. I mean, so shit. He was the best. He, he, he's he did the best. Thing. Shout out to P. Kari want to hate on that nigga. No, 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 no. I, I support. The Miller Free family C murder. and everything Free you doing. C murder. Free C murder. So her and Mon- well, Monica and C murder Keep could be together. Studios. <laughs> wait, wait. I love Silk Shock. Don't, don't do that. I love Silk Shock. Even though I realized Silk. when I got older, he can't really rap. No, he can't rap at all. Hmm. I mean, shout out even what Silk did with music. But he I did mean, great I respect music with Maya. Master P acted better than Silk raps. And he and he encapsulated one of my favorite phrases and made it an album title and charge it to the game. Charge it to the game, nigga. I'm happy that he made that an album title. So now when I tell people charge it to the game, and I was saying that shit before he shout out to came all out. the 25 year olds. Then you know Master P rapped. Um, I or agree. was an athlete. She looking like Master they P. They just know him as she looking uh, like Little Romeo Daddy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Romeo Daddy. <laughs> Little Romeo Daddy rap, and he hoop, and he was in a movie. They and he just make Romeo so. now. I thought everybody dropped a little when they get older. Well, you know, he always been a little Romeo to me. I don't know how oh, we got okay. here. So now you in New Orleans, <laughs> you down there, you met uh, Soldier Slim, he tried you, and then what? <laughs> no, no. On Bourbon Street. I didn't, no, I didn't get a chance to meet Soldier Slim, but, um, but what it was was Soldier at Slim. that time... I was so ghetto, right, that when I went to pick a location, because what happens at Cranbrook is they make you pick, they they help you apply, mm-hmm. they make you pick a school, and because they have funds to pay, like, certain deposits, I went ahead and I picked Dillard, because Dillard let me in. I was like, oh, they let me in, and we going to go there. And so, but I wasn't going to go there. I'm like, I ain't going there. And then I had one last fight. That I was like, I'm leaving Detroit. Like, simple one as that. Fight. Anytime I was fighting a grown woman, it was God like, because usually. You had a grown like wife. A boxer. You were fighting yeah. grown woman? You was like All a boxer. Time. But my thing is, like, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, huh, take the save. You need to save more than I need that shit. I really, I really want to hug her because her young self was going through too much. I was going through 
through too much, but I'm I'm gonna say this. I've had an amazing life. That's good. even yeah. even in the midst of that, like like straight up, like for real. But I'm just saying, I'm grown. And you far more grown people than I did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As a kid, than I am now as a grown nigga. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I did. I mean, at that time, but I wanted to go to New Orleans because I was a big No Limit fan, a big Cash okay. Money fan, and it just seemed so ghetto. And I was like, they got projects I can hang in. I'm going down there. Swear to God, I'm alive. So that then I get is down there. Very hood rat ish. <laughs> yeah. Is. To say to yourself, I want to move to a city. But you to don't do, visit projects. Car, you don't do that though. Like, I mean, I I, I was in the <laughs> suburb. Put it like this. My pops got me the suburb. But anytime I go somewhere, I be wanting to go to the hood. I know, I, but I never choose to live in a city or visit a city. I mean, I may want to touch where black people at, yeah. which is sometimes possibly projects. Yeah. But I'm never choosing to relocate to a place Nigga. based on wanting to connect Anytime with projects. Anytime I go somewhere, I'm like, where, where is the beauty supply at? Because I know the hood <laughs> is not far from I that mean, bitch. And not a Sally's. Right, I don't want no Sally's. Sally's. I mean, like, it was dope when we was in L.A. and hit Inglewood exactly. and went to the show. Nigga, went to the, what was the show we went to? What was the place Damn, called? I the forget fucking, the name of that place, but... Corey Damn. and Melanie Camacho shut that shit down. That shit on the top of my head, bro. I can't even Did think of this part. Did y'all enjoy Inglewood? was dope. Because when we was in L.A., it wasn't nothing, nothing we, you know what niggas like, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it was like, where them at? And then we went to Inglewood and we went to the Savoy <laughs> And That's nigga, what it was, it was nothing but them thick motherfuckers in there and it was cabaret shit set they up. Was oh, you was at the selling. Savoy with Spike. Yeah, they no, were no, no, selling. Uh, boy, then, did he? No, 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 that wasn't. That they was were selling. Uh, oh, they yeah. were selling soul food. Chris dinner. Spencer was yeah, hosting, but, but Spike, who used to have a, uh, he was like the promoter. Yeah, yeah, he was the promoter over the other spot. But by that time, we got there. Spike didn't have no more. But shout out to Spike. He showed niggas <laughs> mad love. This nigga Spike called me like I never knew. I I didn't know this nigga, but he called like, "What's up, motherfucker?" What you doing, nigga? That's funny. I'm like, nothing. What's up? I don't even know this nigga. He like, you funny, nigga? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. All right, nigga, don't come to my shit and bomb ho ass, nigga. Like, he talked to you like that. That's hilarious. But, <laughs> cool. but I Shout mean, it's, Spike, it's a lot of gangster shit out there in L.A. And I mean, Scrancho was there. I mean, it was, it was some, it was the most like high class hood shit. It actually reminded me of... I don't know if people remember how the Michigan Inn and, how, and Southfield used to be. It was like yeah. the Michigan oh, Inn and Southfield back in the, the day. The Boots and Blazers spot. Who they still have a comedy show there. Oh, man. Boots it used and Blazers. to be all types of weird shit at the Michigan Inn before it got shut down. And I don't even know why a fucking hotel was that big in the first place. But it was like that because it was like some high end shit, but some ghetto shit. <laughs> so it's like these people selling you, they ain't got nothing but Hennessy really at the bar. <laughs> And you can get like a real soul food dinner. You what know did what you I mean? get? It was some wild shit. Because they made us pay to get they made us pay to get in there, and then I think Cardi did buy like some wings or something. We ate, but the show was like anything like you would see, like you say, you got Corey Holcomb, you got uh, Melanie Camacho, Camacho, fucking um, Donnell Rollins, uh, Kevin Tate. It was just like yeah. it was crazy. Tate, so yeah, it rip. was really worth it. And it's probably like what you would pay to go to a show here. Like how long bucks. ago was this? Last Two year. year. They made you pay. Year. But they didn't know us. Okay. okay it was one of them things why. that like, nigga, hey, it's cool. You funny, but we don't know you. And Carter was like, fuck it. This is what we came here to do. Network. And we okay. network. So it was all good. But you're in New Orleans. You're in New Orleans. <laughs> you and me ex got into a fight outside of Dillard's. <laughs> no, no. No, when I got there, um, I just, I think that it was my first time experiencing. So let, let me be honest. My family, I have an amazing family, but my mother was raised in foster care. So by her being mm. raised in foster care, she... She reunited her siblings when she got older. So I have an amazing, like, my cousin is a dentist. My other, like, despite 
what all their parents went through. I mean, like, all of my cousins married. All of them, like, yeah. they the shit. You know, like, no yeah. bullshit. But my mother, she really had a hard time with the life that she lived and then going to prison for so long that she just, she held it together. Because I ain't had, like, the new school drug addict parents yeah. where we ain't got no lights and shit. We always had that, but I just mm -hmm. really was grown. Like, I could do what I wanted to do. I started grocery shopping when I was 12. My mom was giving me books of food stamps from a young age. Like, this yours, the rest. Don't ask me about shit. If you run out of these food stamps, then you better, you, you know, you better mm -hmm. work it out. You know, I was working till I was like 11 and 12 when I was like 15 and 16. Stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, my dad, my dad was really there part of my life, but he lost his kidneys when I was like nine or ten. Damn. So he couldn't be there as much because mm. health wise. So it was like a lot of dynamics in my life. And uh, I get to Dillard. I'm by myself. I'm the only person there by myself. And so people just looking. And I think after we stand in line for like an hour, they just waiting on somebody to come. So they like, you know, yo, where your parents at? And I'm like, I'm here by myself. And people mm. was like, what? Wow. So then I had the suitcase, and they took me to my room. And uh, my roommate ended up being from uh, South Central L.A., Ain't who is my best friend to this day. Okay. And um, we just we clicked instantly. Like, God just put us in that same room. Hmm. And so she was from South Central. You know how it is in Cali. They talk kind of proper, but they mm -hmm. still be like. That's what it is. Like, for us, it's like, well, damn, you talking South proper Central. as hell. Yeah. You especially know? South Central. Especially South Central. And I didn't have a lot. You know, I had, like, one suitcase. I didn't really know how to dress. I was just thugged. I was I was probably the only kid smoking cigarettes in front of everybody's parents. All right, if you just tapped in, uh, what's up, Hurst? T-Barber smoked cigarettes since she was 11. <laughs> so now she done went to school. She went from Cranbrook, dating 40-year-old niggas, going to prom without them, Amen. and moving to uh, New Orleans because yeah. she fucked with Master P. And, and this is and this is an introduction to her book. Where can people buy your book? What's the name of your book? My book What's is up? called Faith Over Fear, Tales of Retired Hood Rat. It's available on my website, which is www.tbarbisfunny.com. It's also available on Amazon Kindle. Um, if you want the hard copy, it's uh, tbarbisfunny.com. I sign the books all the time. Um, so, and I'm actually right now in the process of working on a vegan cookbook. It'll be out uh, for Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so that's what I mean by like just an amazing life. I went to college. I graduated in four years. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up coming out. I became a foster care worker because I mm. recognized that my mother was in foster care and I wanted to be the worker that she never had. Mm. Um, so nice. I can't. Thank you. I came into that. Uh, then I moved to the state of Michigan. I was a social worker for 14 years. I did children protective service, adult protective service, and ILS services. I actually got a master's in business administration from the University of Detroit Mercy. Um, I had my own business for 16 years. I own a hot dog cart called Delicious Dogs. Like, uh, why are you single, T. Barb? You got a lot of. You might be overqualified. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Don't feel bad. I'm single too, and I always feel like I'm over. Because you just made the whole lot of shit. Like we got a business. I'm a. Because you said you were a social worker or government. No, no, no. I work for the government. Yeah, because I worked for the state of Michigan for 11 years. I work for the city of Detroit. They okay. said salute to her. They said salute to you, T. Oh, Bar. They you. fucking with you. And my hot dog car was outside of the city county building on Jefferson and Randolph last oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I didn't did. I just uh, like you said, got the Amazon Prime special. I'm producing yes. some stuff, and we actually have a television network that is launching in January called Rugo networks okay. um, mm -hmm. so I'm doing some this is my first time learning some writing so I'm in some classes right now for some television writing it's not as easy as is it seems so let me ask you this um, T what, what had you jump off in comedy like I mean cause okay you went you did all that college and you did entrepreneurial social stuff work. you had a son social work and then what mm -hmm. where did the connect come from like alright I did all these things and I mean, you said you was funny as a kid, but what was the transition to be like, all right, I want to start doing comedy because I see these people doing it. 
you know what? I don't think it was about seeing anybody. So I've always been really goofy. So despite mm-hmm. all of that, I've always been like super goofy. I think it was always a way for me to cope with what I was going through, which mm-hmm. is to be the funny one. The you know, instead one. of people teasing me, you know, we laughing, we being goofy. And my father was extremely funny. Like he missed his calling for real. And so what happened was I ended up going to the Adult Protective Services Division. And so I'm talking to my banker. And uh, my banker was actually Heather J's sister. So I'm talking to her about some business loans, and I was thinking about expanding my food business. So I bought a second hot dog cart, and I was thinking about expanding that. But comedy was always in the back of my mind, where I always wanted to do comedy. Mm -hmm. But I was around the wrong circle, and they always be like, "Uh, you goofy, but you ain't funny like that and all this shit. So I just kept putting it to the back. We all heard that shit. That's funny. You know, and it was like, like, you know, I just didn't have any encouragement. So I ain't going to get into what happened. I ended up getting into like a big blowout. And when that happened, my coworker, who was Monique King in Adult Protective Services, invited me to a show. I saw Josh Adams. Mm -hmm. I saw Mo Easy. I saw, uh, what's my man name? Uh, KJ. KJ. And uh, it was like somebody else. And uh, me and my baby daddy went. Shout out to my baby daddy. We were just cool at that time. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just so funny. And I was like, yo, oh, my God, I love this. And she was like, I got this open mic coming up. And you be having us cracking up in the office. And I kept talking about I want to do it. And she was like, you should come mm-hmm. to the open mic. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm talking to my banker about, oh, my God, girl, I'm about to do this open mic two weeks. She was like, my sister is a comedian. Wow. Just like that. She was like, I'm going to tell her about you and tell her to come to your show. So I did the three minutes. I loved it. I missed her. But she had an open mic like a couple days later, which is where I met Josh the first time. That was okay. like my second time. She said, I'm going to introduce you to Kool-Aid. You did okay. You should you should come. And then when I went to Kool-Aid, I didn't even know what Kool-Aid looked like. And um, I was looking for him. And they like, he'll be in here in a minute. <laughs> and I was like, can I get on the stage? He never, from what I know, after, he really don't let people for their first time coming in somewhere that ain't never just hung out there, ain't never heard about them yeah. or nothing. Get up on the stage. Very nope. rare. But I kept pressing him probably because he liked women. I probably had my titties out. He probably was like, all right, this is You want the fuck you for sure. You want the fuck. Come wait. on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. At that time, not later on, but right then, you know, Kool Aid is Kool Aid. Let's keep right, it real. Wait, wait, wait. Kool Aid, let's keep it player. He probably was willing to accept the offering. To be more professional. Boy, please. Kool-Aid be trying to fuck people. Shout hey, out to hey, my hey, name. Hey, hey, hey. You know how, how much I love. I need to, we need to do another show where I tell some Kool-Aid stories. We can do that, nigga, on the hundreds. Don't play with me. We'll set that play up. But mm-hmm. go ahead, T-Bar. Oh, Kool-Aid, try to, give you some, try to get some pussy off of you. Try to get some pussy. I'm going to give you six wait, minutes wait, for this pussy. I am pussy. not going to stand by that. I'm going to say he he offered the offering to the young lady. No, he never said anything. We just talking about because we know him. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like, he didn't yeah. say nothing to me like that. We just know assuming. him. Yeah, we just assuming. <laughs> <laughs> because one thing about it is Kool-Aid ended up being a great mentor to me. I mean, Kool-Aid one of the people where everybody was like, he was my best friend. He was my best friend. He was my mentor. He was my mentor. We all thought like he, he only to, talked to us on the everybody phone. Had he a special only, relationship everybody with had a special relationship. I'm one of those people, obviously, too. So. I mean, and I had, and I'm telling you, even when it came down from tough love, it was times where I was mad as hell at Kool-Aid. But hindsight is always 2020 mm-hmm. where yeah. I'm like, yo, he did that for my betterment in the long run. At the time, you know how you gonna be able to say, I don't wanna hear that shit, that was embarrassing. Yeah. But later on, it was like, damn, I'm good, yeah. you know? Um, so then that's what happened. Um, after I met him the third time I was on stage, he was like, you should come back. 
He was like, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it was okay. But I had a heckler which helped me because I've always been good at roasting. Because, of course, shit, when your mama laying on the floor in the liquor store, you got to roast the nigga. Yeah. Bitch, who you talking to? You know, so well, I've been doing mama, this. Hold on, Put the cigarette out. Look, ho ass nigga, you ain't even talk about my mama. <laughs> yeah. Rest you in know, peace like to a that. Legend. Shout out to her. Uh, rest in peace. Him. So that's just basically how that all started. And from there, I just never stopped. And it, it was like, I loved it so much. I felt like I found what I was supposed to be doing. This, I was like, damn, this what I was always supposed to be doing. So I stayed at work a couple more years. And then uh, about, what was that? Maybe like a year and a half ago, I left my job. And um, and I went out, I went out so, hard. So basically, it's almost like of everything you've done, because you've done a lot, you were most fulfilled with doing comedy? Absolutely. So it, it really felt like your calling. It, it was. It didn't feel like it. It was. It is. Absolutely. You know when you know, though. I, I tell people when they start comedy, like, no matter how you do good or bad, you know when it's for you. Like, I know niggas who went up there and did good and was like, I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> and then I know niggas who went up there and bombed was like, nigga, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? They first time. Handed that wine. Yeah, thank and, you. Thank um, you. It's just, it, and it's just like that. And like I said, we to the point now where T-Bar was a full, full-blown vet in the game. And she brought her business acumen to the game. And now everybody's stepping their business up because, like I said, now with COVID, like she was over here joking, like, nigga, you a whole engineer now. It's like, nigga, it forced everybody <laughs> to be more well-rounded in other aspects of what they do as far yeah. as comedy go. And I know, like, well, okay, from the the lack of the stage and, not, not, like I said, T got this documentary. I don't know if she was going to talk about it now, but we ain't going to go in depth about it. But We can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to jump all the way into it, but I just know that you have, like when COVID happened and shows slowed up, what did you do to flip and be like, all right, let me go ahead and, and let me do more on this end as opposed to not I ain't got all these shows and shit pop. Um, I think that it made me, like you say, look at the business aspect. And um, I was talking to another one of the comedians one day and um, I was telling them that my motto is to leave no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, as comedians, some of us, we got a lane. So maybe you don't want to produce uh, shows. Maybe you just want to perform. Maybe you don't want to have apparel. Maybe you don't feel like selling stuff. You just want to perform. For me, I'm going to do everything that I think yeah. I can oh, sure. do. Whether that mean that getting a movie, whether that mean do a Zoom. Because it was a lot of Zoom shows. I was like, this whack. But maybe I might not get on my material. Maybe I might get a, I told somebody this. Maybe I might get on there for six minutes and be like, buy my book, www.dbar. Who cares what they say? It was funny. Let me sell myself. Follow me on the gram. You know, I started doing more skits, mm-hmm. more with the skits. Mm-hmm. Um I started developing my website a little more. My website was lacking. So I really started going on YouTube. Every morning I would get up and do a YouTube class. I would put myself what I called in YouTube University. So for like an hour or two, I might watch something about branding. I might watch something about comedy. I might watch something about stage presence. Just whatever I thought when it lift up, they could have me come back stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I watched stuff about television writing. Um, I started working on a cookbook. I remodeled my basement. Um, I started planting flowers and uh, build a garden in my backyard. I mean, T. Barb is definitely, uh, <laughs> and it's it's unique. Almost like these back to back episodes we're having, like D. Jones and T. Barb, yeah. like of like, uh, you know what? How much I love business and 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 I find creativity in business, but they're very creative with the way they approach comedy from a business perspective and what their offering is in comedy. So mm-hmm. um 
So like when she even sat down today, it's like I met Tita Barb a couple of times just because the brand and how she gets out here in front of people. And I, and then I think it's a lot of comedians that look at it two ways. Some comedians look at it like I do comedy and I focus on jokes and that's what I do. And some people look at it like I'm handling business and I'm doing comedy. Um, uh, even when we look at the presence of you mentioned Kevin Hart earlier. I yeah. think Kevin Hart is definitely a brand that he focuses on business and jokes as well. So like as much as he's doing Kevin Hart, the comedian, he's also doing heartbeat productions as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like moving both um, at the same time, which I'm not saying one is better than the other, but it's just a different approach. They're to important to help do each things. other out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the you know, funnier you are, the more successful you are, and the more successful you are, the more funnier you are because it just yeah. puts you on a higher platform. Yeah. They go yeah. hand to hand. And, and uh, you know, we always talk about this. We was talking about this today. Like, just the the business of this shit, um, shout out to Tyrone Bradley and music because that's really my, my root of it. But like he always say, the music business ain't got shit to do with music, you know? Mm -hmm. The comedy business, in a lot of ways, ain't really ain't got shit to do with funny. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like a business of this shit, and then it's funny. But it, it gets to a certain point where the business supersedes the funny. No, that's a fact. No, no, it's it's absolutely is. And I think that, see, I came in with the NBA mindset. So, because a lot of people would always say to me, what did I do with my NBA? Because I was still a social worker. So whereas, like, some of my best friends... Because what happened is I started cultivating a totally different group. That's what I talk about in the book, The Faith Over Fear Tells a Retired Hood Rat, mm -hmm. which is going from my hood rat friends. And then it kind of, I was in this mid stage, which is a tough stage because now the people up here don't think you good enough, but the people down here think you too bougie. Yeah. So just because now you going to work every day, bitch, we want to smoke blunts all night. And you like, hold on, I smoke, but now I smoke joints. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It was just Hilarious. like different a little bit. Like Hilarious. for real, like I... <laughs> I could go downtown, whereas before we only would hang at the, the bar down the street on the corner. Yeah. So, because my work friends was like, girl, come on, you know. And then, so then I went to business school. And then I really like, then I started getting comfortable with being around like white people. And it was yeah. just different. Each level was different. And um, I ended up, my best friend, she's like a, this major executive at BASF. And um, she ended up, we were in business school together. We were in an international business course and we were going to out the country. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know where I'm going. I never been out the country. So I went to Barcelona and we ended up being roommates and then we ended up being friends. And she kind of transitioned like each level. I am who I am mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm not going to to dumb down nothing. But each level, what I did was try and suck the best out of the level and really learn. I'm I'm a student at all times. So I think that a lot of times it's like, oh, I don't do that, I don't do that. I was like, no, okay. So we out the country and you been to four countries. Let me learn from you. I'm gonna follow you around and see how you move out the country and see what I can get out of this experience. And then she started talking I paid a lot of money to learn how to network. That's all NBA. It ain't about shit about four times fold, the root of this. It's really the whole time they really just teaching you how to network. I, I and, and this is where I'm going to, you know, need some room to speak a little bit. No, <laughs> Barb, But, um, you know, like most people know right now, uh, Walsh College is my business school mm -hmm. where I've gone. And now I'm mm, a couple semesters away from my NBA right now. Mm -hmm. But, um 
Salud. So, uh, and it's unique because it's a story they're writing about me right now, which I think a lot of that is because of the Black Lives Matter shit. But in it, <laughs> take it. You matter, it, though. Uh, don't we have a Negro we can uh, put out to the basically, front? Basically. Basically. <laughs> because it's very conservative. That's cool. Now, now with it, like what you learn is it, you're learning the language. And I think like a lot of the people I know in the hood, like uh, especially like people on my block, because this is this is my neighborhood and I've been here my whole life, basically. So like, you know, what you're learning culturally is it, it, sad, but it's just the reality of America is some of the shit that's norms and business and the way people speak and the society and the culture of it, because it's a lot of culture in it. It just fits especially older white men more often because older white men will more resources in business so you're learning a lot of times in business school i think when you're black you're learning just more of their more of their way of how they conduct business mm -hmm. when you go to a business school and when you learn their way of how to conduct business you know how to communicate the knowledge that you already have yeah. because it's a lot of cats in the hood that have more what I think is like actual intellect as far as solving problems, addressing problems, going through shit, even like stretching some shit like how do I stretch this bridge card with a little bit of money, hmm. with a little bit of like knowing a nigga that know this other nigga that know that other nigga wow. to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the same problems you solve and you just may not know how to put it on paper where... Uh, culturally business and corporate society understands it but the minute you start learning how they communicate now it's like you're speaking their language and you can succeed the same way so business school in a lot of ways is just a gateway of learning how to talk their language yeah. when you learn how to talk their language now you can get those resources from that are not in our community into our community you learn how to like dress things up so when you talk about traveling internationally to do business when you talk about um you know uh this is one of the things that i talk to often because like most of uh most of my friends always say like help me with my business plan help me with my business plan and i always say well a business plan is a strategy to get investment and investment strategically is something that black people don't get because mm. banks are not looking at black businesses i don't give a fuck how good it looks to give you money but furthermore you can you can design something where you can get financing but it just needs to look different but a lot yeah. of our financing because culturally we connect differently so like when you want to do a show if you say if Josh, if you say, yo, I, I decided I want to shoot my first special on a large scale. I want everybody I know to give me five hundred dollars. It's different because mm -hmm. you speaking from the perspective of everything you've done and your reputation. Why yeah. I'm gonna give you five hundred. Mm -hmm. Whereas with white folks, it's like, I don't give a fuck how long I know you. I still want to see the shit on paper. Because mm -hmm. culturally they speak different. Mm -hmm. So like business school will teach you culturally how to speak different and look at the numbers and all of that shit. So I, I think with what T-Barb is saying is you can apply some of both worlds. Because when you still interact and when you black, you still going to interact with the black world. Most definitely. And you still can pull some resources from the white world to come back to the black world. And then you'll hit a you'll hit a point where it's like, OK, now I can expand on a grander level. So, like, I applaud people, even though I don't think I'm his audience, per se. But I applaud people like Tyler Perry. Some of the shit 50 Cent is doing some of the shit that. You know, Dr. Dre is done. Like, like we got to look at some of these business people and say, okay, the way they moving is they're moving beyond just the realm of trying to hustle money, yeah. which I understand why black people, when I say hustling, I think 
when a hustler is thinking, how much money can I make today right now? Mm-hmm. Whereas a business person is saying, how much money can I make for a long term? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because a black person, we don't know how long we going to fucking live. So it's like, nigga, I need to <laughs> maximize how much money I can make right fucking now. And the funny thing about it is, dog, like I've seen so many people come in the game doing comedy with business degrees or a business acumen and mm-hmm. they don't work out. And it's like you can come try to apply your business. Woo, woo, woo here. It ain't going to work. But T-Bar found a way to make it to all match work, both. to take like the magic of comedy and the science of business and put it together and put asses in the seats and sell books and at the same time still deliver on uh the entertainment side. So it's like, not only do I am entertained by her, I also want to support the business that is T-Bar. So she got a book, she got radio. Uh, damn, she got a dollar dogs. I'm going to go down there and kick it with her. You know what I'm saying? Say thank you. So it's like, not dollar dogs, but uh, a hot dog stand. I'm thinking about somebody else shit, my bad. But have a hot dog, a spot or whatever, come through and kick it and do that kind of shit. And while we talking about businesses, uh, I just want to shout out a black owned business real fast. Shout out to Inception. Um, things are opening mm-hmm. back up. I'm an ambassador down there. Mental health Shut is up. very important. And right now it's more important than anything with all that's going on mm-hmm. in the world. So if you get an opportunity, I suggest you go down there. They are in Farmington. Look it up. I don't have no information right now. This wine is very strong and also has shot before I got down here. Hilarious. But, but I want y'all to go down there and fuck with Dave. Um, fuck with Elizabeth. I am an ambassador. Hit me up. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out some type of little uh, contest where I'm going to take somebody down there and you get to experience what Inception is. Floating. Floating. And, uh, I want to do that. Brain training. T, I'm going to just take you down there. I want to take you down there. Yeah. Coco down there. wants to go as well. We gonna take so you need to reach out to Coco. We should do a field I, trip. I think um, I've been it. there. Mm-hmm. It's dope. But like that's where I think T-Bar, like a classic example also is like when you were doing an event with D-Web. And shout out to D-Web. Like D-Web comes from more of a business background too with what he does with technology and networking. You know what I'm saying? So like you have to know how to mix when you talk to our audience because we as black people, as much as even like in business, I need to make money right now. Mm-hmm. Our money when we spend money because it's so it's such a scarce resource, we're looking for immediate value. Mm. So when you offer shit to black people, it's like we're looking for an immediate return on what that dollar is. I'm buying these yays because I think that the girl I want will see me in these yays and immediately respond. Yeah, I'm not thinking to myself up? like, oh shit, I can put some money away and stash this shit and then eventually, you know, I'll have a portfolio and da, like da, right da, now, da, like da, right da, now, da, everybody getting money. Right like now. they giving people money. It's like if you don't take whatever <laughs> money you're getting from these situations that you're getting right now and don't and you're not up after all this shit, you played yourself. Like mm. this is the point right now. This is when millionaires is made. Absolutely. When everything is down and mm-hmm. whatever you have, you invested in something. Now they actually giving you something to do something with. So Hey, all you niggas out there that's going to California and getting them insurance, you know what I'm saying, getting that uh, uh, unemployment money, nigga, if you don't get you a tropical smoothie, nigga, <laughs> and, and buy into a franchise and flip Quit motherfucking playing. It's niggas running around here with $300,000, nigga. Like, really getting it in. And they not tripping because you putting the money back into the economy. But, you know, you niggas out here buying guns and dope, they going to lock y'all ass up forever, nigga. Put that money back out here in the world, dog, and do something and real see, with it. And see, this is where I may push back because That's my opinion. guns and dope move in the streets. We trying to get out the streets. How long you want to be in the streets, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's like your market is in the streets. Now, what I'm saying is definitely like uh, asterisk, sketchy, gray area, but it's like, <laughs> um, it's like street. Asterisk, gray area. Street shit. <laughs> 
like, okay, like even with these dispensaries, I know some people that still ain't gonna go to a dispensary and buy no trees. Hey. You know what I'm saying? They still want to buy, they want to cop trees from the streets. But the streets are always beneficial to everybody. The and streets, the streets is never going to leave. have been specifically, especially when it comes to the black community, yeah. when it comes to like the number runners, a lot of the dope game. Like when we look at like the history of like uh, black newspapers, they were all started from like number runners and like heroin dealers on like some Bumpy Johnson type shit. But that was back in the 20s, nigga. But even to this day, if you knew the roots of even the hip hop industry, like that dude Supreme, mm -hmm. he put money into Bad Boy starting, Def Jam starting, uh, most of like the comedy mm -hmm. venues. He helped Apollo Theater stay open. Mm -hmm. I mean, shout out to Supreme and what he did with the Supreme team. And I mean, that's the 5% nation of Islam and like one of the biggest, I guess, crack syndicates as you would look at it in the New York area. Like street money and black money are coincided because financing does not come to black businesses. But I I do agree, like uh, what Josh was saying. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important that we invest right now because they just giving the money to us. Yep. And so normally a lot of people wouldn't have been able to get a business loan because they would have said your business doesn't have this history. You don't have a Duns and Bradstreet. It's different yeah. things that you don't have that now they like, huh? So this is the opportunity for us. Uh, like you say, millionaires to be made. Yeah. And that's even like uh, with myself. For I took a lot of sacrifices when I left my job. So, um, you know, I bought some properties. They're probably really, really stressed all of my income because I wanted to flip them. I moved from the suburbs to Detroit because I knew the house was going to appreciate in value. And I was so tired of us talking about the gentrification of people taking over our city, the city of Detroit, and not. But we don't want to live there. Ugh, yep. Detroit, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm like, how can we complain about this? And what I noticed is, so for example, and shout out to everybody listening across the country, but here in Detroit, about 12 years ago, I had an opportunity to buy a house in Corktown for $50,000. Mm -hmm. And um, I had just started working for the state. I came from a private agency to the state. And I remember... I was like, ugh. And, yeah. you know, I'm going with my drug dealing boyfriend who like, we not living in Detroit. You know, we going to live in Dearborn Heights. Whereas my house in Dearborn Heights, we bought 400 some thousand, went down to 20000 That wow. house in Corktown went from 52000 and I was worth 375000 the same house I was looking at. So... And now we, I couldn't afford to move to Corktown when I was looking for a house. So mm -hmm. one bedroom, one bathroom apartment was one hundred and nineteen thousand. Yeah. So we lost that. So this opportunity, I was like, yo, because one thing about it is, let's just say the comedy thing don't work, and I got to go back to work. At least I can get a house that's gonna appreciate. Yeah. So I moved to the university district. At the very end of what I can get, the house has already doubled in appreciation yeah. in the last three years. And now mm -hmm. it went from abandoned house, abandoned house, to abandoned house, all of them filled. And now people jogging down the street with their puppies at right now. Don't give Shit a fuck. Different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now they, uh, the street I live off of, I want to say a lot. My sister's going to keep me talking. You be telling people how, where you live and shit? These people stalkers. I could tell y'all, but not them. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't want no players. Cause like Diamond, I always make sure you get to the home. <laughs> Running the Stanley on you. Yeah, so like the major streets <laughs> that I live off of, now they're doing a beautification project. Now it's restaurants. Now it, you know what I mean? Like, 
it's just like they upgraded so quick. So sometimes we don't see value. It's like you just said, Cardi. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't see value in the future. No, we want it now. But that's culturally. That's not I investing. Mean, I but mean, that's the, also the, messed up because I will say that we all wanted to invest in the city. Remember like six or seven years ago, like, damn, I wish I could own this. Damn, I wish I could own that. And half the time is they don't even want to give us loans for our house. Nah, so nah. by the time you move out to the suburbs and you're like, oh, shit, we doing good for ourselves. And you're like, damn, I wish I could have bought that house. They're making it more easy for non-minorities to move into Detroit than they are now, minorities. Now, straight up. Now, I can definitely say after the 2008 crash. Now, mm-hmm. this is definitely going like deeper than some comedy shit. But after the 2008 crash, it was such a stranglehold on any lending yeah. to get for home ownership where you didn't want some shit over like $200,000, which means, I mean, that already limits our people because it's like who has access to up to 100k straight cash scammers well i'm well i'm gonna tell you this and, and this is what i mean by resources and one thing sometimes about our community that i don't like is the sharing of resources mm-hmm. so like for instance i just really got off into some black banking and i was fortunate enough oh, and this is some crazy i was fortunate <laughs> enough to be hired with my hot dog cart at a non-profit yeah. that was being sponsored by Liberty Bank. Shout out to Liberty Bank. Shout out to my banker, Stephen Bowles. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why networking and relationships are so Very important. important. So they come to the hot dog cart and they just talking to me. They like me so much. They giving me business cards. I hit them up and found out about programs that they have, which is something I'm going to share right now. So if you're in the city of Detroit, they have a program called HARP, which is the Home Acquisition Renovation Program, which is where, let's say you see a house and the house needs to be fixed up. Normally, the house has to appraise for the loan that they give you. Well, with Mm. this program, they're going to give you the money to fix the house up as well. Mm. That's dope. You don't need as high of, as a credit score as normal, and you only need 3% down. Whereas with a normal traditional IRA or yeah. home loan, you need 10%, 10% down. Yeah. But that's about us sharing the resources to say, hey, brother, you wanted a house? You ain't got it like that? Hey, or you found the house on the land bank, on the Detroit land bank, and you like, this house fucked up. I can't get it because I can't fix it up. Go call Stephen Bowles at Liberty Bank. And on top of that, it's a black-owned bank. And that that's dope. Because that's I can nice. say between these two properties, because you know I own this home and the house next, mm-hmm. well, it's a plot and then the house next door. Mm-hmm. But I've, over the past two years, even on my block, and it's been some renovation. It's a, it's a, it's a Russian developer that bought that apartment all the way down the street. Right yeah, there the on one that they're working on. Yeah. And that they're working on. But, uh, but you gotta, I've received... I've lot. received... In the past two years, I've received like six different postcards saying, do you want to sell your property? I actually got a phone call two weeks ago saying, yo, we are interested in both your properties. And then I got these six plots of land over here, too. Mm -hmm. So it's like for some of my uh, for some of the people that feel that are over here that feel trapped, like I have a vision for what I want to do over here. But some of these people over here, they are not choosing to be in this neighborhood. So like it, it's it's and then what they offer me for the property for the investment and that's where we really get into those talks of value mm-hmm. and some of the business so background. They making the business you they making you offers like you are stuck here and not choosing to be yeah. here. So like mm-hmm. the offer the offer started at I want to say like two years ago the offers was like seventeen thousand. Now the offers is like twenty eight five hundred. I'm pretty sure like next year it'll probably be like thirty four probably 500 and then two years from there it'll probably be like 48,000 mm-hmm. you know two what I'm years saying? from there it's gonna be 
believe it or not, you ha- okay. So if you watch the trend, uh-huh. you'll see how fast it's happening. It is happening so fast. That's from him and the one. And what happens is, it's it's it happens so fast that we don't even recognize the pace. When you have people that are investing from out the country, yep. or you have buses. I don't know if yep. y'all seen this here in Detroit. They have buses full of Asian investors that they take and show all of these properties to. Mm. And what they've done, see, you got to watch the trend of what the city is doing as well. Because one thing I will say. We want they- to close all the Coney Islands down. <laughs> No, they love chicken. No, they love chicken. Corn beef, corn rolls. But see, working for the city, I see it all the time. Like, what you're discussing is on a daily conversation that I have. There's so many people who are buying up Detroit land banks who are just trying to get it fixed up or, you know, a lot of... And what's good to hear is sometimes when I do talk to people, majority of them are minorities who bought a couple of Detroit land banks probably for $1,000, but it's going to cost them an arm and leg to fix that, but at least they own it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you also have to remember, you know, like I was talking to um, a couple of friends of mine, they own businesses. Um, Shout out to Andre Morris. He lives out in Columbus. Him and his mom are the first African-Americans to own three McDonald franchises in Columbus. Shout Um, out to that. And then shout out to um, Jackie. Yeah, I have a lot of good friends who are like in businesses and we were discussing how how it all started like I started like working downtown in 2012 so my 2012 job was um, Olympia which is Illich Chodens. and we are talking about how they didn't give a fuck about the city Mm -mm. they don't give a fuck they waited until Dan Gilbert came down here made this place into something great now they're charging you $40 to park in their parking lot they have Mm. not invested in the city Mm. and that's why when I say like they hold on to a property and shit that we can have, but they don't want it. They don't want the city to be. They want to take our culture and make it hippie and happy and like, mm-hmm. oh, come and visit because, you know, we have this. But they don't want us down here. Open no. up the Black Orchid again, nigga. Quit playing. Hilarious. <laughs> the Black I, I Orchid been orchid. closed since I've been think, born. Yeah. Swear yeah. to God. Hey, dog. Not, not since you've you been know, born. You, you <laughs> know, hey, dog. You know, you know they turned a tropical hut into a gay bar? When? I did not know that. I saw my that. Friend. I literally just went there two days ago. <laughs> he said I you went were there. there. <laughs> Let me tell niggas what why. What happened? <laughs> Let me tell niggas why. You spoke too soon, Josh. We're gonna let that ride for the comedic value of it. <laughs> and then we're gonna get into it because niggas was live and then everybody left. So now niggas think I like niggas. <laughs> so so the job that I work at, we deliver liquor to restaurants, bars, and stores all across mm-hmm. the tri-state area. Okay. So me and my man was driving. He was like, "Damn, what is?" He's like, "The name of the club was like, what, what the fuck is the Backstreet Bar?" Oh. So it's like, but the bitch all finkled in Illinois. So wow. we whipped up, like, nigga, that's the hut. And I've never the been, a, I've never been a tropical hut because I've always been a young nigga. So by the time I got old enough to do anything, I, it was closing down. And then I always was told, "You don't go in there unless you're trying to die." So I never went. Hilarious. I never went to the hut. So, I've been to the hut. So I'm like, yeah. "Fuck it, I want to see what's in the hut." So we go in there, and the first thing we see is a very small and petite Italian man 
Put with some tight pants on. I'm looking like, damn, <laughs> that's wild. Petite so, Italian man. So, so I'm looking around the bar and shit. We listening to music playing. Was that ew, 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 ew? Some shit like, all right, maybe he put the playlist on. So then I'm looking around and I see a statue of a nigga, like a Greek statue of a nigga, and like his ass out. And I'm like, what is this wild as fuck? And then I turned around and it was a, it was a, and then my man went to the bathroom and he went to the bathroom and then I looked and I saw a little thing that said <laughs> male dancing and I was like, then everything was like, it was like fucking six cents. Hilarious. And I was like, these niggas tongue kissing off finkling and living noise. Hilarious. And nigga, and for people that ain't from around the way that don't understand what I'm talking about, like nigga, this club went from one of the most dangerous places in the world. Dangerous. To niggas is, uh, Booty hole on the menu. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me let me Shout say out to this them though. though. If that's what they into, I'm just telling you that's I'm what's done. going on now. I'm but done. let me say this though. Uh, I mean, it is okay. That culture is is in the mix in some street shit. You talking about uh, the LGB, the LGBTQ? LGBTQ? Uh, because you know it's like the gay clubs off like East Seven Mile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I can. I can definitely say like into uh, what best friend was speaking on, mm-hmm. um, you know, what happens and how we recognize what value is and holding on to it. We just got to be smart. It's a lot of foreign investors looking to buy property and uh, into what you were saying. I remember um, I remember one time and just like flyering, you know, up and down East Seven Mile. We was uh, for the people that it, was born. um before uh, after 1997 what's flying so okay he said after 1990 so basically <laughs> you go up and down wherever dropping off like hand flyers so you sometimes you I always wanted to deliver a flyer to a person's hand but if not you look for wherever cars are and then you drop them either in the like if a person's car door is like uh like it's weird so it's like if a person's car door has the the like where you can drop the flyer in the person's like um like I guess like it slides right into their car door where they're walking up on it yeah and it either goes there or if it doesn't fit there because sometimes like it's too hard to fit through there you'll drop it on their front windshield, windshield. like through their windshield wiper so like we're flying up and down East 7 Mile it's a it's it's a lesbian bar up that way and then also it's the mailbox and I remember one time we're like damn what the fuck is going on here and it took a while for us to even recognize <laughs> the mailbox <laughs> it took a while for us like what the fuck is it's like this shit is popping it's like why we ain't seen no women walk in this motherfucker and it's like oh the mail box and that shit is like damn near <laughs> right the across the street from is, all these gay bars are in the middle of the hood and, that's and the they just don't because give a fuck. it's like off i think it's off the beaten path like menjo's because that goes into the like psyche of all this shit um shout out to like back when i was in the grind like how certain people side hustle their business, I side hustle jobs. So one of the times side hustling jobs, <laughs> I was uh, a Pizza Hut delivery driver, okay. and it was so weird. One of my one of my managers was a transvestite. Shout out to them, I guess. One time, <laughs> so okay, Scott okay, okay. turned Shout out to the into Stacy one night. Where like I'm mopping. I don't know if y'all ever had like a fucking fast food job and shit. So oh, I'm mopping Dearborn Heights out off Telegraph Road. 
I'm mopping the floor and shit. This motherfucker go in the bathroom, mm -hmm. come out in a dress, still looking like a man with makeup on. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm performing tonight. And I'm just like, I guess, <laughs> motherfucker. And I am like, keep mopping and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, thank God I hit a lick for what it's worth because this shit is some wild motherfucking shit. Yeah, this nigga said my man came out with a whole jersey dress on. Ooh, Went from Scott to Stacy in the matter of like about 45 minutes. And I was thinking to myself, like, the whole time, if you ever had one of them type of jobs, uh -huh. when you mopping and your manager go to the back for a second, but it ain't even the back. This motherfucker ain't even where cameras at and shit. This motherfucker is in the bathroom. So I'm thinking to myself, like, you first, like, damn, should I keep really mopping or should I not <laughs> keep mopping? Do I motherfucking turn up the BG were album I'm listening to? Were they going to drag clean bingo? What'd you say? He was going to drag queen bingo. I don't know what the fuck he was going oh, okay. to. I know at that point in time, it changed the whole dynamics of the relationship of working Saturday nights with Scott instead of Kevin. Yeah, that nigga uh, said he came on looking like Pepper. Like, damn. I was like, yo, this is some wild shit. Hey, man, shit wild down the city, man. Like I said, now that all of them is coming through. And um, as we as we digress, like I said, we got T-Barb in the building one time. What man. up, though? What up, uh, though? What up, though? Retired hood right off Joy Road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, New Orleans. straight Joy Road's finest. Wait, I got this letter still HBC, for what it's worth. Oh, we about to jump off in that thing. So, like I said, uh, we finna jump off to the, the second half of, 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 of the show. And um, Kari has a letter that's going to kick off the second half. And um, well, okay, so I mean, is it a letter? Is it titled, or is anything like that? <laughs> it's just uh, should I believe him or not? And then we also kind of got the whole divorce question too. Oh yeah, that's gonna roll off the off Ooh, the back I end. Read of this. the letter. We're gonna read the you letter. You wanna lead, read? You wanna? I wanna read, read, read first? it. Now, come okay, on, let the right, ladies right, read so the letter. Go on here, best friend. Like, read uh, the letter. This is like high school and shit. The or, pressure, or I guess. The middle pressure's school. on, like best friend. My first. Okay, so I feel like it should be some little sad music behind it, like. <laughs> you got some music, best friend? No, nah, we ain't got that shit. Damn. We can't afford it. We got a bill though. Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> Let me read it. So, should I believe him? We've been on and off for a few years now, but I must admit we were both dealing with a lot in life. I've seen a little bit of change in him, but not enough, um, though. He said he's different now, and he's begging for us to be get back together. I'm just tired of being on and off, and then he thinks he can come back anytime he wants. While we were off, I started grad school and decided to take my life in a new direction um, next year. Now he pops up and wants to give us another chance. Should I believe that he's changed? I'll be putting my life on hold if I did, but I also don't want to miss out on love. What would you do? Damn. Leave him, sis. Damn. You see, I felt let, like I didn't have letter, enough information. Yeah. Like, what did he do? Like, because it, it really does depend. Now, shout out to Tony Roberts. Tony Roberts was here the other day, and he made a joke that I felt was, like, so relevant to that, right? He said getting back with your ex is like shoving a piece of shit back in your ass, right? Wow. It was funny as hell the way he said it. So I agree. Sometimes, like, being with somebody you've been with and it didn't work out. But they're off and on. It ain't like he left and right. it didn't work out and you're like, okay, let's it just try this It wasn't a true one. breakup. It wasn't and a true breakup. I don't know. Like, did he cheat on you? Is, this, is it that he's still working at McDonald's and now you're doing all this? why does that have to all matter? You should know your work, sis. So let me say this, man. As I read through this, I want to just break it down as I look through it here. Obviously, this is uh obviously obviously Kari is the nigga that she talking about. That's why he got the 
Sorry, I didn't know you were like that. He's a terrible nigga. Hilarious. So she starts she starts off this thing with a question because obviously she confused. You know what I'm saying? So when I see this and I see the grammar and I see uh, grammatically where it's at, she's probably in her uh, early 30s. So let's say she's 33 years old, and um, she says, "Should I believe him? We've been on and on for a few years now, but oh, I no. must admit we're both dealing with a lot. Now, if y'all both got a lot going on in your life, you got to take that in consideration. You know what I'm saying? He got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. You understand that? You got to hold your man down. You, when you decide to fuck with a nigga, you got that come with a lot of shit. You don't get to get to get that dick and not take what come with the dick. You can't take only the good. You got to take what come with the bad. Um, I've seen a little this bit of change. This sounds so depressing. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Cars. There's no light at I'm the end of this tunnel. Well, I was just, I just gruff. <laughs> and this, and, and this would make me mad. She, she said, was dead serious. This would make me mad. I've seen a little bit of change in him, but not enough to be honest. This would piss me off. Is that she diminishing the change <laughs> that he's making? Change is good. Progress. Baby steps are steps in long But he's popping forward. in and popping out. Nobody Hold got time on, for best that. best friend. Mm-hmm. There you go with the negative toxic <laughs> shit. <laughs> The negative toxic Not shit. Not toxic. That nigga, she's diminishing the change that he had. The nigga is trying, okay? Yep. He said he's different now, and he's yep. begging for us to be together. <laughs> this nigga is begging. Sis. It's 2020. He is begging to be back with this I'm woman. Well. He begging like, look, shit is different now. I've been fucking up. I'm getting my life back together. This pandemic done showed me where I'm at in my life. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I've been working out. I'm drinking motherfucking. I got sea moss in my system. I'm cleaning myself out. <laughs> And she just said, I'm just tired of being on and off. And he, then he thinks he can come back anytime he wants to. Now I understand that that nigga's a little bit indecisive, but we don't know why. What are you doing on your end for him to not be able to make the decision to stick around? Wow. No, 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 no. Okay. Co- Go ahead. Raise my hand. Go ahead. Chime in. I feel that. You're wrong. No, I don't even say oh, anything. I know. Go ahead. What I'm saying is, based upon that letter, it just it just triggers bullshit for me. Like you want just I've learned this. If you're not on the same page, go off and see what happens. So don't be, beg don't beg to be back with me knowing that my ass is going to grad school see, so chill, I can chill, be better. Chill, chill. Be a better see, black me, woman. Chill, chill, cause now you trying to stall my little <laughs> shit off because now you summarizing everything and I thought you was gonna talk about the point that I was at. Now you jumping ahead of the story. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so anyway, he think he can jump back around. He don't think that. He just indecisive and he like, damn, I miss her even though she tripping. Mm-hmm. Now this nigga says, now she says, while we're off, I started grad school and decided to take my life in a new direction. See? What women love to do is when we no longer together, they decide to boss their motherfucking life up and now, bitch, you got all this untapped Why potential. Why she gotta be a bitch? Because I'm drunk <laughs> off this $22 wine. <laughs> That's why. I don't mean no disrespect. Now that $22 wine is hidden. It's hidden in a different way. It's biting me. It's biting me. So as I said, I I apologize, but I don't know her name. So she started grad school. Of course, she threw that in his face on Facebook. Bitch in grad school now, living a little differently. And that nigga like, damn, I miss her. You know what I'm saying? I really want to be back with her. Shit different now. I want to be a different nigga. You know what I'm saying? I started taking classes. Now I'm an apprentice now down here at the school. So as we go down, now he pops up and wants to give us another chance. He already, he ain't pop up. He been jumping back around. He was begging you. Should I believe that he changed? I'd be putting my life on hold if I did it. But also, I don't want to miss out on love. What would you do? Now, it's your decision. Do you want to be a lonely bitch in in grad school? I'd be a lonely bitch in grad school. Well, then you just don't miss your blessing. I think that sometimes 
Sometimes, like, when you are in a relationship, so, like, I just told y'all all about my life. Yeah. You think I could still date the same nigga no. I could have dated in no. oh two? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, no. Unless, not unless they decided to make the same transition exactly. with me. And sometimes people can't do that. And what I think happens is that we get so fearful of what's to come that we just get with what we feel is comfortable. And sometimes mm-hmm. that person Baby may not make you me. grow. Huh? Growth is important in the game. And then I I like the semantics that you use when you said diminish. Because a lot of people don't understand that wording invokes emotion. It does. And what I mean, like, is like even with shit going on, if you say the word spike versus increase, that makes you spike makes you scared. Increase just makes you understand that it's going up. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff like that. So when you say diminish, Mm -hmm. that really like, uh, you know, so Wording is important when you're describing something. But for me, if you with somebody and you see this shit ain't going nowhere, I'm going here. Yeah. Let that shit go. I'm with you, sis. Even though I do feel like I need a little more information. Because when she yeah. said not growing, that could mean a lot of different shit. And I don't even need this information because you see this. As as the Eddie LaVert said, you baby, hold on to me. I'm out of here. So you tell, so, so hold on, Carby. No, let me was, give you an example. Uh-huh. Now, hold on, here we go. So since we got the letter, bam, Carby. So you with old girl, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't know your background, but you we don't seem him. like you ever was a male hood rat, said, but you might have been. You might have been. So let's just say you <laughs> with old girl. Refined. I've always been refined. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you was always refined. So let's let me try and find a refined example because you know my shit was gonna be real ghetto. Okay, but um, okay. So Carby, you with old girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all was together at Pizza Hut. She was working at Pizza Hut. You was working Cheers at Pizza, Pizza Hut. You was okay with that. Now you go on the wash. Now you buying property. She's still at Pizza Hut, and she ain't even a manager. She's just still in that same. Mm-hmm. She's still mopping the floor, waiting on. I'm with it. Uh, Why? Bro, this is so perfect oh, okay. for what we finna transition okay. into. I'm Go just, ahead. I'm it's just perfect. trying to be out of it. So you saying that you don't have a problem with the growth in your life and that person staying stagnant? Look, <clears throat> I think as a man, we always look at it like it's less to do with how society looks at shit. Yep. And it's more to do with how we rock together. Mm-hmm. So it's... Because sometimes society will look at shit and a woman will strengthen up in society, mm-hmm. but she'll respond in such a way because she strengthens up society where she ain't even necessarily honoring what we got. Let me answer that question at the car. Uh... That's his shit. That was it? That's it. That's um, it. With the same question, so T-Bar, this girl, I'm doing my thing, and she's still working at what? Pizza Hut? Yeah, and she Pizza ain't trying Hut, to McDonald's, up. whatever. McDonald's, whatever. In, in reality, nine times out of ten, that's usually the, the situation. So nine times out of ten, a nigga is fucking with a female, and she ain't bring much to the table, and that's kind of always, that's kind of the case sometimes. So it's like, that's par for the course for us. As a woman on the flip side, y'all the ones who, when y'all up, y'all look at a nigga and be like, if a nigga ain't got an offer, I can't fuck with you. That that ain't usually the case with a nigga. You know what? I do see that because I do see, but I guess 
like for instance, what we talking about, if you trying to really, the truth of the matter is, if you really trying to go to certain levels in life, you're going to have to be equally yoked with your partner. It doesn't mean that your partner have to do everything you do or like what you like, but you're going to need that motivation to come from somewhere. And I just feel like when you go in here and this person just is not... And like I said, I, I don't want to use Pisa as an example because maybe she's staying there because she about to get her own franchise. People look at shit wrong mm-hmm. these days. That's just like Section 8. I just got into it with a girl. Well, I ain't getting to her. We had a debate because she said like, everybody's stuck on Section 8. I said maybe she on Section 8 and maybe Curry by the crib and then we so smart, we like shit, I'm going to use my Section 8 to pay rent at the crib that you want and we just going to keep all the money. Taking so up. it's different ways because a lot of times as black people, we've Stick been trained to, to look at our handouts as not a hand up, almost like Stick the money that they giving right now. Like I think of everything, it's like you said about the food stamps. He Maybe I might take the food stamps and now I'm selling dinners with them. See? So what? Let the government give us all because we ain't get our reparations. We've been high yeah. for 100 years. But you're right. And we they don't hustling. think about shit yeah, now like they that. Hustling. They hustling. Give me all of the shit. They hustling. And I, and I used to work for the state. Give me all of the Medicaid. T-bar, T-bar I don't got is... no motherfucking uh, co-pay to pay. T-bar Bitch, T-bar I want to look at this coochie for free. So T-bar that's all I'm saying. conversations that we need to be saying off camera. Oh, but sorry. With what she's saying, I feel <laughs> that shit. Myself. She's like, not I me, but I'm that. just saying. Heard, but that's somebody in, she knows. Right. In theory. Yeah. I'm asking for in a friend. Theory. <laughs> in, in theory. In theory. But, but like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a man, you know, I it's, mean, but it's, my it's question, way more like, how is she willing to we can deal with, with it, we bro. Doing. We can deal with it. Women what can't. We do no, 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 no. I have a real question. All right, what's the real question? My real question is what do you guys expect from women? What do we do? Because, because the reason why the good I asked, brother Earl Simmons asks this in a different way. Okay, so the reason why I'm <laughs> asking this is because <laughs> based upon this letter, you guys feel that she should just stay and just take you back because now you're ready. What we saying is she obviously wants it because she yeah, at the she end of it at the end of it is the root of what she's saying. What would you do? Because repeat she that, basically that. what what is the repeat last what? sentence that she had? What am I repeating? What's the last sentence, sentence that What's she the last got in that, letter? in that letter? She started off. Let's let's go with the first sentence and the last. <laughs> the yeah, first sentence she starts off. Shit, I believe him because and then what's in her the mind, last sentence? in her mind, she like no no no. In her mind, she like she want to believe, and at the end, she says. <laughs> Well, at the end, she says, what would you do? She's asking another question. No, no, no. What's the the sentence sentence before that? I'd be putting my life on hold if I did, but I also don't want to miss out on love. Why? I don't want to miss out on love. I'd be putting my life on hold. How you You put your life on hold? You know how scarce black men are? Why y'all so scared of love? Um, Who's you know how scarce black men why they are? So, why they so scared of love? Okay. You scared wait, of wait, love. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't <laughs> talk about that scared. best friend. We talked about the scarcity of black men. I think you men. might need to give me Who's a love, love? I, I embrace love. love too, motherfucker no much. I love love. Love is a beautiful thing. Love is an amazing thing. But that's the problem with y'all women, which that's the crazy part about what we finna tap into, is that we feel like, um, me and Carrie had a discussion while I was at Little Caesars buying a hot and ready. Salute. Real talk. Salute. Was, uh, was, was it a half and half? Because now you can get the... Uh, half pepperoni and half Italian yeah, it's cheese. Called, it's called pizza and sticks. 
pizza and sticks. The Little Caesars marketing people, just off the record, are amazing. Oh, since since back with the pizza, Olympia. pizza, when they put top. two pieces in but one that's box, they've been Olympia no. entertainment. I mean, I know I don't like them. I'm saying the marketing person. You can't say the Little Caesars yeah, the little they've been marketing when, when shit they out of When they but, had COVID, it was only $4. But in reality, pizza, pizza. In reality, the pizza is what you make it. Little Caesars, <laughs> If you buy the bitch regular, it's gonna be terrible. But if you do some things to it and put that bitch together right way, Pizza Hood here like motherfucking Pizza Pop. I mean, Little Caesars pop like Pizza Populous if you do it the right way. Exactly. But niggas be bullshitting. But anyway, um, me and Kari was talking about y'all talking about why we are afraid of love. We not niggas embrace love full wholeheartedly. Our role in love is to be the man, the protector, the provider. Women, y'all don't come at it. Love's not the first thing. The first thing is. What can I get from this nigga? And then, if it's worth enough, it whatever he's bringing to the table, then I can love him. <laughs> then I'm, I can love him. So it's like, what can he offer me? But He got a dick. All right, what's up? My auntie told me, nigga, uh, if you come back with wet panties and dry pockets, you's a dumb bitch. And if he can't fly me out of town, that. and if you he can't that. take care of me, and I'm tiptoeing on marble floors with a stove with an I'm island in the middle that I'm never going to mat down cook off of, <laughs> Why do you women do that? Why do you feel, what can I get from this man? And then love is it considered. Niggas come love first. Best friend, come through. Because I'm, I'm going to let you come through. Uh, I, I can here we late, go. But I can't wait. Okay. Here we go. Okay. They're trying to, they trying to run it good. Right. Come, 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 come through. They trying to run it good. They clapping and shit. I love it. Okay. We ain't seen clapping since, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I love it. We, we ain't seen clapping since, what was that shit that uh, Mona Lisa and Bree did? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Razzle dazzle. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> Razzle dazzle. I love it. So, so give us some razzle Come on, let's go. Let's go. I want to hear this. I believe Our love is unconditional. Y'all have, y'all's Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Women are nurturers and lovers offhand. Fuck out of here. Hey, don't ding. say fuck out of here. Come on, I need, I need the bed. I need the goddamn bed. Because you want me to the ding. I need we the need a ding. Thank okay. you. That's their ding. I ain't doing that. I don't believe okay. in that, but that's for them. They okay, that so. <laughs> I agree with you, I feel Josh. that women have now become more um, trans um, transitional when it comes to love beforehand. We, I'll cute say it because it's cute because in the beginning, when we're young, we like the little nigga. He don't got no money. Mm. We just want to be around you. Diminishing him. And then, mm-hmm. then a nigga play us. But and then play us, And then play us. <laughs> and then play us. And then uh, we wake up one day and we're like, wait, well, wait, me, wait, 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 let me finish. Let and then you wake up. What does play us mean let get off. after you finish that? But continue. No, no. When I say play us, meaning like women come full force with emotions. We like you off rip regardless if you... You don't have no money or not, depending on that type of person and how they were raised. But now we offer you money of what we have access to. So what you honor as money is different than maybe what we have access to. If I have a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but you think a hundred dollars is not money, mm. I do. That does what not kinda- mean. That it's not money. What you may honor as money is a thousand dollars. This is just an analogy. But my also thing, like I always say, is it's based upon the girls you attract. The Here girls we you attract. No, 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 no. I don't like that. Bathroom the girls break. that we attract. <laughs> He's I, a bathroom break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't like that. Go ahead, T. Boo. Okay, so this is what I'm gonna say. This is what I'm gonna say because I've been I sitting like here, I've been analyzing everything. First off. And I hope I ain't going to go too deep with y'all, but I'm, I'm going to say it because it's on go my mind. You want to. I think that within the black culture, mm-hmm. we have become out of touch with our emotions, especially men. And I think that we have a lot of men that are suffering from lack 
of they kind of have emotional stress almost to the point where we play so many games with each other where it's like when somebody don't like you you want to chase them the minute mm-hmm. you catch them you don't want them no more and so we see that happen a lot because I think that that is an ill in our community based on the fact that our men haven't been able to show emotion and I'm going to give you an example mm-hmm. it's just like Kari said with the white culture I'm not saying that I agree with that but white little boys are able to cry and they mommy say what's wrong and they get to cry black kids is like shut up and toughen up yep. so I think when it comes to emotion men are so afraid to express them that we get a lot of game plan mm-hmm. we supposed to know then I think with our women so much sometimes we are taught to be so strong that we don't understand that a man wants us to be dependent on them in some way and it's not always financially it could be babe I need your help with this True. and because you so uh, I don't need nobody help not all women but yeah, a, no, lot, a lot that we don't even know how to be use our feminine energy to let us lead to let the man lead like being and submissive doesn't mean you're less than that's just your absolutely. power because when you submissive I'm still I still will come to you and be like hey what should we do you know what I'm saying because I understand, like, you're my partner. You're not just somebody that I'm walking around with a leash that fucking don't have no brain cells. But we need y'all to still <laughs> I'm a delegate. be I'm... accepting yes. of that role. And I think so many women, I think what Best Friend was really tapping into, too, was that so many women are afraid of that because when we actually do show that vulnerability, yeah. a lot of times we get treated bad mm-hmm. because our men are used to that dogmatic error. It's almost like a dog-eat-dog thing. I'm a dog, you, you gonna dog me, I'm a dog, you, you gonna dog me, and then every once in a while we gonna come together and love, and then we gonna go back to the rotation. We have to break the cycle, and we have to break those generational curses. But well, let me see this. I mean, that's good talk, because you did a lot of, you did a lot of everything. That was the Ayala together. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. You. I really like that, but I mean, let's get just to the, the nuts and bolts of everything. <laughs> she did that. But the nuts and bolts of everything is, is like, why do women feel like you can't mess with a nigga. Like, could you mess with a nigga and he straight up down and be like, look, I'm not giving you nothing. I'm not, I, 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 when y'all come to the table and be like, oh, I ain't fucking you. It's like, all right, bet. I'm not taking care of you. I'm not providing anything. We gonna kick it. Let's kick it on that level. How come that can't be a thing? How come a nigga has, how, how come you have to get something? Women almost come off like, if I don't get something from this nigga, I'm losing. Almost like it's a game being played. Like she said before, like, I gotta get something from this nigga. Cause if I'm not, I can my girl's gonna look like girl, he ain't took you out to eat. Y'all ain't did this, y'all ain't did that. Girl, you better not get that nigga not a thing. Like why is it a game being played? I don't think it's a game. It feels right? like it. It feels like it because that's what it's uh, I wanna uh, say this. I wanna say this. I think that so I'm gonna give y'all an example, mm-hmm. right? I might be putting myself out here. I hope this, you know, motherfuckers ain't listening. You know how you be like, oh, certain motherfuckers ain't listening. So for instance, um, throughout my life, it has been um so for let's go, I ain't gonna go too deep, but I'm gonna touch on it real quick. My father, right? My father was in my life, but my father had a lot of women. Okay, so I watched a lot of womanizing behaviors. This girl did my hair, then this girl did my braids, and my mom be like, why the fuck you keep letting these hoes do my daughter hair? You know, that kind of stuff. But it was like I was always around a lot of different women. So when I got older, I felt it was normal, and I felt that all men cheated, whether they were good. Mm -hmm. But my father was a provider. Dope, you know? So then when I found the men... I didn't care. I was I was treated bold, but I was getting money. It was all good. I'm getting money. That's that's what I needed to survive. Mm-hmm. As I got older and I transitioned, it took me a while. And I just had a situation where um I had a guy. 
I've never been treated this way. And it was like, damn, I think this is what all women need. But he has his own emotional issues where he is afraid of commitment. He said it. He watched his mama cheat on his daddy. And as a grown-ass man, still can't get over it because he's afraid to address the pain and to address his own issues. So I think that happens so much in our community. Mm -hmm. Or even like me as a woman, right? I'm a nurturer. So you can come through. Uh, we go out. Don't get me wrong. I like to go out. But I don't mind cooking. Out? I don't mind doing this. Yeah. I don't mind doing that. Um, but then it's like, eh, she nice. Let me fuck over. And it seemed like it's not till I'm like, uh, I don't wait, never want to answer wait, your wait, phone wait, wait. call. Man, I don't think then it's doing like, it like that. I'm going to call you again. Wait. I'm going to call you but, again. But, Let me call you again. Like, damn, why you ain't want to call me but, when I want but, to call but you? T-bar, but sometimes... <laughs> it's a couple of elephants in the room when it comes to the whole concept of like I always tell you Josh fresh I don't, off bathroom I don't like break. to yes yes fresh off bathroom <laughs> break definitely definitely okay come on and, I, I'm ready to hear this <sighs> okay first off the whole concept of cheating because sometimes like okay first off the the traits that you're a, a, that you're connected to and attracted to Mm-hmm. in men are the traits that other women are attracted to. It's already <laughs> a scarcity of men that are out here. And 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 just because I pop her off does not necessarily mean that I'm like connected to her. Now that's a problem. Really, and really, the more the more that I'm connected to you, the less I'm even thinking about pussy. The more I'm thinking about building some shit. So you're Building saying some be, shit and pussy is should be together. No, 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 no. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. different. No, no, but what he's saying is they are different. Okay, so my they're, they're they're like it's like it's almost like a complete stranger woman that I meet. The almost like the only thing a stranger woman can offer me is pussy. So why do you think but guys if I'm connected go to you? I'm connected to you on a higher level. I have a question. Beyond pussy. <laughs> you got to raise your hand. Pussy is the base level of what a woman can give a man. That's entry level. That's what we're going to get you like, in the game. Pussy That's your is almost like, pussy is almost like, well, like oh. shit. No, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Any woman Pur- can offer Pur- that Pur- to okay, a man. Wait, 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 wait. Best friend got something to say. Because right. I got something to say. But what I'm saying I think that's is, a uh, shit. I think this is a cock shit. This is some real shit. No, no. He, he's first of all, he's happy over there. So he's telling the truth. He's groovy. He groovy. He's groovy right My nigga now. Groovy. He's groovy he's right there. Groovy. So just let it be. So what? Shout he, out, future. Yo, I'm groovy. My so nigga groovy. Sensational over there. Future. Over here. Okay. Over here. So what? I, what he's saying is one of the most coveted black men in America. That is beautiful. Fuck out of here. Future, Future is one of the most coveted well, black anyway, men in America. Come on, come on, Protect sis. my nigga at all costs. I don't costs. even want to do here. I'm done. Because I got to leave at 12. <laughs> we be here to two. Go ahead. Talking about some fucking future most coveted. Okay. I, I got to turn this way. Because okay. I was feeling you black men on your education. That goddamn 40 proof rum changed your whole. Now you a nigga. That's definitely 40 proof. Continue. That is 40 proof. Okay, so what I'm saying is, um, what is the reason why... You know, I always ask these questions. Why do most men cheat? And I feel most men cheat because most of the times they cheat not out of emotion. It's just either it's the Necessity. opportunity or it's just there. Women, they all all guys feel that women cheat because it's on an emotional level. No, the fuck it's not. Sometimes we just want dick just like you want pussy. I agree. But the issue is for guys is guys can't handle when women cheat. They go into this whole, like, I should have known. But women get cheated on every day, and we bounce back from that shit and make more money or find another nigga. And then that's the issue. 
you guys are more sensitive than women. You might talk about us mm. and about what we do wrong and why we're not this, but we're the stronger breed. And I'll we say need that. You. I'll tell no, you no, that. Wait, Y'all wait, stronger wait, when it comes to friend. certain shit. Come to certain admit, shit, yeah. I've, I've been a maintenance man enough to know that cheating happens when it comes to women. But I also think that men are more willing participants because when I've been a willing participant in cheating. Have you? Yeah, I have. Okay. Do you regret it sometimes? No. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's a hard as a no. Willing, that would be a hard no. At, yes, it is a hard <laughs> no. no. So as a willing participant in cheating, <laughs> it's not like I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to, I, I'm not. Well, you a willing participant, to, so but your heart ain't really in it because you're not the nigga being cheated on. You the nigga. You that's know, a, that's getting it. Yeah, that's what she's saying. I think like, the it ain't more shit that people cheat in those situations, I think it's so bad for mentality because when you continuously cheat with somebody with somebody, then that starts to build up a defense. When you get with somebody, you start to feel like that person's going to cheat on you because yeah. all the hoes you fucked, they got a man. That's a protection. why. What's the difference? That's one. So let me so let me tell you this. He said the song. Yes. He brought that song up several times. He brought the song up. But that's that's what the song is about. I know you won't do it to me. I'm going. I'm going to say this. Why are you I worried? I think that the problem with that is it discredits the black love. Yeah. You said one thing. You said it earlier, and um, I'm gonna tell you that book. I told you I read the Seven Spiritual Guides to yeah. Success. Mm-hmm. It it was like a little life changing for me because I have been through that. Feeling like I'm never going to get married. I'm at this age. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would be an amazing wife. I would. It, despite everything that I do, I love to be a homemaker. Like, I'm like the ghetto Martha Stewart, like, for real. I <laughs> love to cook. I, I'd be playing like a... If I had enough money and I could just write some comedy shit and do a couple comedy shows and just, like, fucking plant... Mm-hmm. A thousand trees, I probably would. If you see my backyard, we you would with love that. It. Like I'm like with it. Of course, we um, love it. But we what I'm that. saying is that first off, and then you mentioned the shortage of men. Yeah, it's a scarcity. We're talking dudes. about quality is always over quantity. Yeah. So I get that, and I think that, and this gonna sound. Uh, and as a black woman, I've never dated outside my race, but I'm definitely considering it at this point because. Why do I want to limit my opportunity from love? Because these are the mindsets that we have going on. And but because, they in the streets, too. Chaldean about, niggas ain't shit either. I don't want no Chaldean. Now, you Bam. know the motherfuckers do not respect I got black some women. Cal- I got some Chaldean friends. White men are in the streets, too. Some but the difference them. is... Uh, some. Streets for everybody. The street is more Nigga, you ain't about men. to make me think that I ain't never going to get no good man. So I ain't even T-bar. listening to you. It's T-bar. more men than women. White men ain't shit. Black men ain't shit. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, you labeling you it as shit. shit. Like, I don't want to hear that. You labeling it as ain't shit. Get you a cold ass stud. No, no, thank you. They cold ass stud. They got some 360s. They be in the street, Do you know how titties smell when they sweat under the titty? No, thank you. They be in the streets too. What Sometimes. I'm saying. Don't act like a person they never had no. And the studs look like they got funky titties. Shout be, out to my stud friends. I love you. They but the be studs in the streets the big titties, too. They do look like they, I don't know. They like be the baby in the streets get too. wet and creating the paste. They be in That's the streets too. What I'm saying though, T-Barb, <laughs> you can get what you want. Look, 
it, it's but like, I gotta let them fuck somebody else and come wait, fuck wait, 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 Full of bullshit, he gonna fuck a bunch of bitches. He done did somebody dirty, and now he ready to as be the king you deserve. As long as he can deserve. pass inspection, That's just like when you be. go out of town and they inspect cars, I take three hundred thousand miles. Look, my transmission but that bitch can't shit. have no smoke coming out the tailpipe. He gonna have a salvage title though. That's the thing about it. The title's <laughs> gonna be different, and you gotta be willing to have an orange title. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. It ain't gonna be the fairy tale. I met the nigga and he had this. The nigga had white teeth. The nigga that's gonna love you gonna have a, a yellow tint to his teeth. Nah, but he gonna look. See, I, there you go. No, 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 no. I thought you said a yellow tint to his t shirt. The teeth I could deal with. Cause that's, teeth. No, cause cause he drink coffee. That means he just fucking cheat. He drink coffee and he used to drink. He used to smoke Marlboro. T-shirt. All right, but listen, we into this and this wasn't supposed to be going on. T T got to be somewhere real quick. I wanted to tap into this thing <laughs> real fast. I wanted to tap into this because me and uh, Heather J and Melly Hearns got into this before they left, and I want to get into this. Dr. Dre is divorcing his wife, and they getting out of this here. How much do you think, in my opinion? How much is love really worth when it comes mm. to something like that? When how much is she owe? How much was Juanita supposed to get? How much was Cookie? Well, Cookie ain't went nowhere. Huh? For what? <laughs> you lost your breath. Yeah, Twenty yeah. years half of what? after, because I feel like it should go based on the years as well. And after huh? 20 years, what? she gets half. The years? But, but, but because I'm going to say this. She I'm ain't found no headphones. My nigga saying, what she was you at last week, to make him think about the nah, idea. Nah, nah, get the nah, fuck nah, out nah, of here. Nah, ain't no nah, head, nah, ain't nah. head that get good. Get the fuck out of here. I don't give ain't, a fuck about Dr. Dre. What I'm saying is. Ain't no head that motherfucking good. Get the fuck out of here. So you go. You telling you me Dr. Dre You go two or three years without fucking a bitch and see how crazy you be at. He gonna fuck a bitch. That's Dr. Exactly. Dre. Exactly. It's Dr. Dre. That little pussy, he, he ain't tripping on. But my question is, how much do you think she, you guys, how much do you think friend, she Now, let me say this. She deserves something, not half. The honoring of what she gets Based on how long the children will live with her. She deserves. Ain't no more children. They all fucking grown. Well, hold on, hold and on. And that's why I said how long they will live with her. And that's what I'm saying. It's almost her. like this, the letter. We this tapping into the letter. Let's go. Cause the letter. Let's take let me it see in. that letter. Let take me see letter. that letter. She gonna read it. Read it. I need a factual basis. No, uh, 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 no, 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 no
I know some amazing women. So I'm writing a book. I got another book coming out. I'm doing a documentary, and I'm also doing some production on a television network. That's so do your nigga like deserve Netflix. half everything you get? No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. We talking about the letter. No, 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 so no, no, no. So what if I met a nigga? No, okay. the letter say, the letter say, I be putting my life on hold, but I also don't want to miss out on love. Mm-hmm. So let's say Dr. Dre wife is almost like Tori and Kevin Hart. Tori Hart was doing comedy first. Uh, it's like, but anyway, she was doing comedy first. She put her shit to the background and pushed Kevin to the forefront. She put her motherfucking dream on hold to be standby for his dream. And then I want to say something after you say something. How we don't know say that she say wouldn't have been a hundred million or two hundred million. That's what I mean. We don't know what the lady Angie. We don't know if God let me take it everything. Hold on, T. I just want to say this. Okay. Okay, so if she put her dream on hold. Kevin Hart did what he did. Them kids straight now. How come she ain't blew up and became a hundred million dollar woman she's supposed to become? Hold if that on. was her dream. Because, that's because, supposed to be. because bitches be bitter after that. They because, whole mentality changed. Because T-Barb. Because T-Barb. T-Barb. She wasn't going to be that bitch. I'm sorry to tell you and that. The, and let me tell you something about this. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this. DJ Steady Rock. Shout out to DJ Steady Rock. He's on my show this morning. Is, shout out to him. From the, from the radio station. Oh, nigga, know DJ Steady, Steady Rock. He came on this, this morning, right? And so he got a thing called the Flower Squad. I'm talking. We talking about this today. Okay. The Flower Squad. So during COVID, uh, he went through it. He said that his wife was like, "Yo, let me start this group for you. Called the let's let's start a group, a mm-hmm. Flower Squad group. This nigga been DJing for years. He done made money, been on tour Lauren Hill. Y'all gotta check it out. He told the whole Lauren Hill story it was all cold. So he did all that, right? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. She came up with the Flower Squad. Now he got apparel. I'm talking about them motherfuckers was all on the live. Like, my fans was like, fuck you, T-Bar. Flower Squad was like, Flower Squad all day. Do this, do that. So now he has a whole nother fan base and a whole nother income. Now he got a t-shirt company because they wanted so many t-shirts. That's because of he had wife. a queen mm-hmm. that said, baby, you know what? You the shit. You should start this. So how the fuck we know Angie wasn't in bed and said, you know what? You know it would be a good ass idea. You need some headphones. So that's what I'm talking about. How can we do, but T-Bar, Excuse if, that was, T-Bar if that was the case, how can we don't know that then? That would be documented if he was involved. Non-disclosure agreements. Friends. We talking about money. They no. get NDAs when money get involved. Well, niggas can't talk about it. Let's but be T-Bar, real. But T-Bar, right now we only can deal in bare bones what we know. My best friend leg shaking. <laughs> what do you want to say? Because <laughs> them curls got, they ain't even curls up tight no more. She's so heated. <laughs> she, she, she pushed that bang back. Because like, in, in my opinion, this is how I feel. And this is the example they gave. This is what they said. They were saying like Ice Cube. What was their opinion? The, the, of course, they was on y'all side. But this was the, the shit that I was saying. <laughs> Ice Cube, right? His wife. They was like he helped her. He, she motivated him to do Friday. My thing is this: How come the lifestyle that you lived while you was with Ice Cube was not enough? And now we no longer together. That I'm gonna make sure you straight. Ice Cube still with his wife. I know, but I'm just saying hypothetically. <laughs> let's just imagine if they wasn't. And at this point, he was like, "Look, I don't want to do it no more. Let's not do it. Why does she need half of what I make <laughs> after this point?" If, why does she need hair after this point? If you've lived a life that nobody else going to live while you was with Ice Cube, and I'm going to make sure you straight, but you're not going to get half of everything I get after this fact. You didn't do nothing. I did. I took care of you and your mama and anything everybody okay, needed. Okay, so I have something to say. I really feel that she does deserve something. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not saying nothing. No, 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 no. Something I don't, I don't believe... I don't believe she deserved. Normally, when people are out to get 
all of the shit they hurt exactly they're bitter she mad about something that's all I'm saying and it mm-hmm. didn't happen maybe you know mm-hmm. she put her whole life on hold for him wait 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 that was still a choice no no let me finish and I'll say this Everything we do is a choice, but if you are a partner and you can see that your partner's dreams and hopes are something that you can foresee that might be stepped forward than yours. Meaning that it means it will make more than what yours are, but continue. I won't say that. I'll say that this might be their time and their moment. You hope that they would risk, you would have them do the same but majority men don't do that once they get what they want they flourish and then they be like well babe we'll we'll think about it let's talk about it later and then you know she could have been like okay fuck it he making his money i'm chilling and then she probably was like you know something See, I don't want to deal with his ass most women most women when they would a rich nigga like that they not going to do nothing cuz they see, want to see this is where i differ because oh. Tory Hart was with Kevin Hart when he was not Kevin Hart didn't have Hart. shit Dr. I remember, Dre's I remember, wife didn't, met Dr. Didn't Dre. Have, didn't have shit. I remember Do- Dr. Dre's wife met him when he was Dr. He Dre. He chose her. He chose her. He met her when he she was her. Dr. Dre. He wasn't a Dr. Dre with the headphones, but he was Dr. He Dre was in the hood. Dr. He was still Dr. Dre. You ain't never seen the NWA? They wasn't getting shit. He was still he Dr. Was Dr. Dre. He was Dr. Dre, Dre. When he but left they, and they weren't getting any more money. When he left and started Aftermath, he was Dr. Dre. But I believe that- Tori Hart met him before- Soul plane. But I believe Tori Hart, because I remember back in 2009, I was Oof. in Alabama, and we went to a Kevin Hart show. This is when he was still, like, riding in Camrys and getting off, like, the Spirit Airlines. And you could just see, like, Shout him, Spirit. you know, no he's hustling Spirit. and all that. But my whole thing about Tori is she was just upset. Like, that's why I say you got to make sure the partner that you get understands. I mean, but you got to understand who she also had two kids. Upset? She also had two Who kids. Wouldn't? See, and this is what I'm talking about. Let's get to it. But this is what I'm talking about the though. lack of empathy in our community sometimes. Don't do that. We try to, no, no, no. Because we try to act like Don't it's so unnormal <laughs> for a motherfucker to be with somebody and <laughs> have two kids too. and love them to death Don't and be like, too. I'll stay here with these kids and change their motherfucking do diaper too. and here go half on my tax return or whatever the fuck she gave him do to that. go pursue your dream. <laughs> and then I'm not supposed to get mad when you blow up and go get <laughs> no tea. Uh, half no and tea. half, bitch. No, no. Tea. Let's clap it up. No. Clap it up. No. Clap no, it tea. Up. You, you no, tea. That's just like, no that's tea. just like, no come tea. on, I don't want to No, you just, but I'm just saying. Women sacrifice so much for y'all, and y'all so still don't much. see, and y'all still don't see it. Y'all don't still do that, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Don't that's do that. my opinion. Because my thing is this. My thing is this, bro. Tea. This is my <laughs> thing. Like, the, the whole, the whole, uh, niggas, it's the, it's the weaponizing the judicial like system term, at the weaponizing. end. It's like, all right, nigga, you don't want to be with me? Bitch, I want half everything you got. When it's like, like you will be straight with 10% of what I got because I'm going to take care of these kids and you're going to be straight. You're going to have this crib. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. What at the end of the day did you do that you feel like you deserve half of what I but did? But I don't believe she deserve half. I just said she's hurt. If you see... And that's the, all I want to be you see, I say did she you, deserve half. Me and for, best friend is different. On we are different, but they see the difference yes, is definitely. her actions show that she hurt because she asked it for nine hundred. She asked for $900,000 in entertainment. Bitch, what entertainment Hold you on. need for 900000 Your president just wrote off seven hundred thousand dollars on hair. We ain't gonna go there. So we not gonna. We, we, we talking about we talking but about apples and oranges. And for me, and, t- I am realistic with my emotions. So what? She hurt. 
the fuck like that's a bad thing. It is Isn't bad. She hurt? It, it is, is bad. The nigga fucked bitches on her after she was at home. Wait, wait, wait. Cause niggas fuck bitches. Niggas fuck bitches. Niggas fuck bitches, T. Niggas fuck bitches. But at the end of the day, we gotta get this sage. Burn this sage, cause we just we make niggas fuck bitches. The non doctor got side. Niggas fuck bitches, and this my thing though. And then y'all talk about her career. Like how did how did her? Hold on, hold on. First off, you didn't, the liquor didn't convert this nigga. I, yeah, he like, he I came in feel like this nigga was going kumbaya. I me. am kumbaya. You know we was red, it's black, and green a minute ago. Nah, that real nigga jumped green. out his chest. Why, you a fuck a bitch on me? Okay. Wait, that I real nigga done jumped out his chest. What was he drinking? What I'm telling you is this. You in that bathroom break and came out totally no, different. No, what I'm telling you is this, T-Bar. That nigga baptized in the What I'm telling you is this, T-Bar. Boy, baptized. It is scarcity. It is, it's already. So let me ask you this. So it's you already in, like 65. So you believe in polygamy. That's what you over what here I'm sound like. You over polygamy. here sound like you what a polygamist. What I'm saying is really this. What I'm saying is that this. It's already like 65% women to men. And then it's a lot of gay dudes. It's a lot of dudes wow. locked up. It's a so lot of dudes that have been murdered. So what the fuck do that got to do with your character? What because I'm saying so you with got my poor character because the statistics don't match? T-Barb, what I'm saying is we building a business together. Just because I want to pop her off. Don't but why do you want to pop these hoes off? Right, this listen, is the listen, issue. Listen. We getting all off the case. I don't even want to go there because now that's that extra shit. My thing is this. I don't think Kendu deserved half of what the fuck Mary J I, did. You know what? I, I don't believe that, that as well. I believe, I, don't like, I believe this. I, I agree be with that as well. I, agree, I believe though. this. I believe this. What's good is for the hen is what they say, gander, good whatever. Good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't like that Kendu was getting it only because... We know that Kendu was whining and dying to bitches with Mary J. Blige's money. Fuck her. Okay, go ahead. Because the cheating keep coming up. I'm tired of that part. You know, Dr. J. White wasn't whining and dining niggas with his well, money. Well, then if that's the case, then she don't deserve half. But if she was at home faithful and doing what the fuck she got to do, keeping his mind off bullshit so he can be focused, she deserve half. Obviously, she don't deserve half of that. She was not. She deserved to be comfortable for the rest of her life. Because she was comfortable. If you was comfortable. If you was comfortable. If you was comfortable. Like, put like this. When you was with me. The sky was the limit. You could push the button as many times as you want. And now we no longer together, you'll be comfortable. But you don't get half. half. Bezos gave that bitch half. That bitch got a couple She billions. didn't get half. She is. She, she didn't get half. She no, no, no. Is like she, the, only got, she didn't get half. She's she like got like the three second billion. richest three woman billion? in America. I mean, in the world, I should say. Off of what that Doesn't settlement was. Doesn't that sound was. nice when you say but, three billion? But check this. But check this. And he still had side. Yeah, what? So basically, you saying Side. that you right. really believe that? Okay, so the success of a man is to have a loyal woman who doesn't cheat while he still has his side. Wait, wait, wait! I'm not him. saying. See, I don't embrace I the whole concept of what cheating <laughs> is. What I'm saying is this: even if a woman necessarily like sexual indiscretion doesn't necessarily mean cheating per se. Hold on. Hold on. I need you to stay in the lane. You in a different lane. I need you to stay in the lane. Because you just said, queen, pussy ain't all that. Now you got to fuck all the pussies. Stay in the lane. What I'm saying is sexual stay, indiscretion ain't necessarily stay, cheating. Stay First of all, look at his face. in the lane. When, you, cheating, when, you, meet your, when you meet your woman, oh, Curry pussy drug. ain't all that. Because uh, we about what we can build together. Now nah, I need to fuck Curry, some more pussies. It ain't all that. Curry, Which Curry, one I'm is saying. it? Curry, they stay say in you the sound lane. like T.I. 
Hey, I may be sounding like <laughs> and then, the good my brother, brother Tip Harris. I've had some sexual indiscretions <laughs> in my past <laughs> situations <laughs> prior to the situation yes. of us conducting ourselves in the mid-sounding yes, that we have done. sexual indiscretions. What I'm saying is this, T-Barb. I'm done. What we building is beyond pussy. Pussy, like I say, pussy is base level. If pussy we, ain't based on the pussy run the world. If is beyond pussy, why you want to go fuck another? Yeah. What Corey's saying is, when you build an empire, that shit is small. To, yes. In the, in yes. the aspect. Pussy yes. runs the Michael, world. Okay, so, 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 so dick is small, too. So if I want to go, you go fuck a pussy, I go hit, get hit by a but dick. But y'all don't need dick. Yes. Yes. Why oh, don't we need yes. dick? Why you all open relationships for all? Y'all don't. Why don't we? Y'all don't need dick. Put it like this. If I'm Michael I Jordan, that's where me and that's okay. where me and Josh differ. Put it like that's this. If Josh I'm Michael different. Jordan, so you like an open relationship. Put, put it like I'm this. I'm saying I'm open to it. Kari swing. Listen, my Kari thing is this. My thing is this. My thing is this. If I'm like, if I'm Michael Jordan, I look at why I need it like this. Go get some dick and see what happens. Go get some dick and see what happens. Go ahead. You can fuck who you want, but see what happens. I bet I get more bitches than you can get niggas like me. Jordan can find another Juanita. She can't find another Jordan. Ooh, oh Lord! This, this not. I'm gonna tell you what he's saying. Am I lying? Some Am I lying? Can Savannah find another LeBron? Can, what he's saying is R and S. Can a can a can a fucking uh what you call it find another Jeff Bezos? No, it's certain motherfuckers you just don't. Hey, hey, you just don't play that role. He's saying some R and S shit. It's fucked up, but let's be real. Can Kendu find another Mary J? No. no. It's just certain motherfuckers you don't play with. Mm. Listen, on that note, I'm quiet. Shout out to the twenty-two dollar wine. <laughs> I take I take that as as T Bar being quiet is mean she concurs. No, she not, abso- absolutely not. You that let me tell you. Concurs. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Affirmative. Absolutely not. And I feel like that some of this is the issue. With why some people like for me, I just I just know that what God got for me is for me. Amen. So I know that if I would have settled down before, I would never be in a position I was at because the guys I was with before didn't have the mindset like that. And what I mean is like more of a working class. You know, I'm gonna be a police officer. You gonna be a social worker if you're trying to quit your job, bitch. It's gonna be over. Like all that. So. For me to be where I'm at now, I needed to take this journey the way that I did. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that women listen because it's some woman at home right now. She in the bathroom crying like, "Damn, I'm gonna need another vibrator because what these niggas talking about." So mm-hmm. no, she's what gonna I need say she gonna need that wood. What I need her to she understand, she don't need that wood. My you don't need tripping. that work. My nigga tripping. Clark, you tripping over there? My nigga it's the real cut off shit. The mic. Cut off the mic. Cut off the mic. My the nigga wood. tripping. My nigga wood. You gotta Talk cut off to his mic, bird. Josh. Best friend, cut off his no, mic. No, my nigga wood. in that bag. I gotta let my nigga wood. get off. This his mic, shit. What I'm gonna turn that nigga wood. shit off for? He got all this shit. <laughs> what she need, Car? The wood. Okay, so Kari, you believe that for a successful man, he needs to have all the pussy that he wants. Wait, 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 wait. You said all the pussy he wants. Yes. Now, that caveat is a different type of caveat. So you said all the pussy he wants. I'm unsure of what that means. But what I'm saying within boundaries, 
what I'm saying is the may the way men look at sex and women look at sex is completely different. We're more emotional and you're not. Yes. And so that's why I was saying, like, for guys to cheat, it's much easier because... Wait, 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 wait. I don't honor the concept of cheating. Cardi don't believe it's cheating. He okay, you can so do what you want to do. Black men don't cheat. So you think it's just an opportun- b- opportunity. It's an opportunity that upon itself... Pussy fell in your lap, and that was an opportunity. What I'm saying is... To not say no. I don't necessarily know if pussy falls in lap as much as I would say that having sex with a woman, depending upon if it's on your terms and within the range of how you set it up, it's not necessarily what I consider cheating. Cheating... Do you believe this? 50 50 Cent says that it's as easy as a uh, as easy as it is for an average woman to get dick. It is for a successful man to get pussy. I so the average woman can pretty much fuck who she wants. She get dick thrown at all time. If you a successful man, you get pussy thrown at you all the time. On the surface, it's like it's easy to say yes to that, but but in reality, I still think that. A woman can give up some pussy way easier than even a, a successful man can get some pussy. Y'all give us so much credit. Ain't no so much credit. Y'all just don't want. Y'all just not fucking the man y'all want, and and that's part of the challenge of what I'm saying. The man that women want is a man that's coveted by every other woman. Okay, I, 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 this is what I want to. I found the thing, best friend. It says so many men spend. Go ahead. We gonna year, close on this. So many men spend their years damaging women, and then damaging. when they this is listen when this they're car. <laughs> when they're ready damaging. to settle down, they want a woman who's not damaged. But what the caption is, it says this is the one. Niggas damage and lie to everybody from their generation, then go find a young bitch in 1999 to damage. <sighs> Basically, from what I'm saying is. There's a lot of damaged people who think it's okay to do the things that they're doing. I don't believe that if there's a woman who's persuading you to fuck her and you're in a full relationship and paying bills with someone who you're trying to build an empire with and you decide to go past that, you're cheating. Is that that little nigga JBL page? Whatever that nigga name yes, I love that guy. He's hilarious. Fuck that nigga. He pandering. You know he <laughs> works. Who? You, he like works for... Um, I think he works for Rock Nation. No, Rock Nation. Oh, shout out yeah, to that nigga. He, he just like, pandering. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's all he's doing. He's just pandering to women. But uh, shout out to that nigga. But I mean, I believe that's true. <sighs> niggas, niggas do go out here and fuck women up. And women, you know, we fuck women over and then we talk them crazy when they do shit and then we out of control. And then we like, I don't want to fuck with her no more. And then yeah. we end up fucking with somebody else, girl who got all this baggage and now she crazy. And we like, I don't want to fuck with you. That is very true. I agree. But okay, hey, final we all words. I up. need y'all to get that book, Faith, <laughs> Faith Over Fear. Get that goddamn Tales book. Tales of a Retired yeah. Rat. T-Barb is funny.com. Hit me up, Comedian T-Barb. You can also follow me on the gram, T-B-A-R-B underscore. See what I got going on. That's T-Barb all is right, funny. T-Barb, real fast. If you can give any advice to 17-year-old T-Barb, what would it be? Believe in yourself. Um, be confident. And and just start loving yourself, girl. Just know that that to follow your first mind and um and go with the flow. Best friend, seventeen year old best friend, what would you tell her? Seventeen year old best friend is to save money. That's even good. even as a young you know, we was in high school working those little random ass jobs. I would just say invest. You know, we weren't raised to do do checks and balances until we got to college. And I feel like it's very important for us to know. Um, 
how to open an account, things, just the necessary things. Um, my 17-year-old self, I would just say invest. Sensational. Kari, what would you tell 17-year-old Kari? We're for CEO at 17. What would you tell that nigga? Kick it with Tough Tone more because he's not going to be at <laughs> Northwestern that much longer. Who's he tough will tone? miss a lot of time. Uh, Eastside Cheddar Boys. Eastside Cheddar Boys, Tough Tone. Kick it with Tough Tone a little bit more. That was a nigga in the strip club slapping hoes. They was like, Tough Tone, oh, wow. chill. <laughs> Tough Tone definitely uh, overstepped a lot of boundaries in many ways. Can Car- I sh- Car- wanted to slap bitches at All-Stars. Can I shout out a, a, a black business real quick? Oh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Please. Shout out to my friend Cardo. We in L.A. Um, a lot of people out here trying to do businesses in the middle of COVID, and I think it's good to shout everybody out. And I always appreciate my best friend Josh for letting me come on Girl, and enjoy on. you guys. Thing. Thank you. You know, no, because some people could tell your black ass no. We straight. We no, you, 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 it's open to a pause. You never got to ask. All right. Well, mean, thank you for having me. I'm glad I, I came. It, it was fun. I'm glad you came oh, too. I'm definitely. Gonna, let me end Great it on episode. this. Uh, message to 17 year old Josh. I would reach out to Jasmine Sullivan and Jennifer Hudson and say, look, y'all ain't got to lose no weight. Y'all look good the way the fuck y'all is. I fuck agree. the industry. Y'all talented. And y'all I really agree. look crazy with all this weight off y'all because you can't lose weight in your head. Y'all all, you got, you got, yo, you was made to be a bigger girl. I and that's can. cool. You beautiful but, like you is. But did she tell you the reason why she did it? Why? Scoliosis? She, no, her mom has cancer. And so she was changing her diet. Oh. Based upon that, and so people are giving her backlash. Oh, so. well, if that's the case, do that, but don't lose weight to be fucking fit the industry model because you look crazy. If that's the case, but mm-hmm. if you're doing it for that reason, do that. But hey, man, thank y'all for listening to Josh Adams podcast, man. Keep God first, Bye. and y'all be cool, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Y'all you're be listening easy. to the Peace. Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.